0: Talk Radio Have you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at its
1: beauty? Its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives oblivious. Did you know that the first matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that We lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. I say you're a civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you it really became our civilization which is of course what this is all about, evolution, Morpheus, evolution. Like the dinosaur, look out that window, you had your time, the future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply. And multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague. And we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place. This zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it, I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here, I must get free, and in this mind is the key, my key.
2: There are people that's awake, and there's people asleep, Mm -hmm. now. Most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. Hmm. We, it used to, they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, to you around here crazy, now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your vertebrae. that's your root chakra, and that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra, so the only thing that they can get down with is desires, what feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good, yes, You see, the basic sense of the senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're moving, but they, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. because so that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty, they have a Ph.D. with a degree, they tell you it's only a degree of information. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior, Mm. whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level, and they're radiating above the, the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now, even if some of you are just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I will guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all, always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this model. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you how do you feel, man? You, you've addu- you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university, that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I when I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing i realized was knowledge you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. but I, I, but but I knew something was wrong you see and that's what it is you you always thought that you was you, you, that, that something was missing, and that's why is that because you, were, you you were gravitating above the root
0: shock
3: Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L on the new Evolution Radio Network.
1: Have you made a lot of money out of your music?
4: Money? I mean, how much is is a lot of money to you?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Have have you made, say, millions of dollars? No. Are you a rich man?
4: What do you mean rich?
1: What do you mean? You have a lot of possessions, a lot of money in the bank.
0: Position
3: make you rich. I, know I don't have that type of richness. My richness is life, forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big one thing about it, I'm a stand. The way I'm not the one I think you should fuck with. Jelly you know in advance. No. I got a goon holding the burner. You can get left for the tan. Bye. He a junkie for the dumb shit. Ow. Want all the smoke like a strand. Dope. Just protecting the brain. Gotta protect the brand. Too much to count. Right now, I don't got enough hands. Right now, it's just me and her with it. They dissing, I know that they wishing i give them a chance. Never get tricked at the spot. You reach, I blank, you sink. I'm going to the can. I'm going fed. For protecting the brand. Say what I say. Just protecting the brand. Hey, go. Cool. Get the drop, go hit up this block. Right now. They chop a hole 99 plus one. That's a hundred some shots for a Put on for my city every time I drop. Couple niggas stuck and they mad that I'm not. Hate that I'm hot like what's under the pot. Got them where I want them, I heard that a lot. Hey, who you is? Tell me. Big speaker, big stepper. Still in rotation with the Travis and the Jackals. Hot boy riding with the pump. Asthma. Double our truck, red seat. Plasma. I'm hitting the bitch from the back out of sand the brand and free all the bros out the can. Gang. Never seen him, so we clapping This man's like hands. Why would you play with the clans? F in the N a and a R. Infrared beam, it glowing the dark. Put in the work and don't tell what you saw. I'm a big driver controlling the car. Big bad. They riding them wrong or right. Don't matter. Little niggas, told choppers, my height. Six three. I flooded the brand and ice. On me, you reach, you playing with your life. Yeah. Big speaker. One thing about it, I'ma stand. I'm not the one. I think you should fuck with. jelly you know in the van. Nope. I got a goon holding the burner. You can get left with a tan. He a junkie for the dumb shit. No. Want all the smoke like a strand. Nope. Just protecting the brand. You gotta protect the brand. Too much to count right now. I don't got enough hands. Right now it's just me and her with it. They dissing, I know that they wishing. I give them a chance. Never get tricked at the spot. You reach, I blank. You stank, I'm going to the can. Going for protecting the brand. Uh-huh. Just protecting the brand. Okay. You know the brand we winning. Go. Better ask about the baby and see what they say. That little nigga ain't playing. He with it. Yeah. You know I keep firing me 24/7. You get cooked like a panda. i of protecting the brand. I just standing on that. I can step on you like you a pair pe- of tennis. Okay. Ain't that what they call in Memphis? Uh huh. Know a few niggas balling in Memphis. Ball. Got a bag on my bag. I'ma let you know. Yeah. If I pull that bitch out, I'ma let it blow. Boom. Nigga, you know I'm hot and my bitch a hot girl. We a pop out like we making yo. It was time to go rob out the brand and your boy showed his hand and the nigga was scared to go. I think these niggas scared of the label. Got a brand on my brand way ahead of your label. We made niggas famous. Put one of y'all ass on the news. Now your mama scared of the cable. Hey, baby. What you gonna do if a nigga walk down and he call it, stop checking the label? Tell my little brother, pass me that they are. Like a master of salt and pepper at the table. Cause I'm a big speaker. One thing about it, I'ma stand. All the way up. I'm not the one I think you should fuck with. Jelly, you know in the advance. No. I got a goon holding the burner. You can get left with a tan. Five. He a for the dumb shit. Ow. Want all the smoke like a strain. Just protecting the brand. You gotta protect the brand. Too
0: much to count right now. I don't got enough hands. Right now just me and her with it. They dissing, I know that they wishing. I give them a
3: chance. Never get tricked at the spot. You reach, I blank. You stink, I'm going to the can. I'm going fed. for protecting the brand. That's what I said. Just protecting the brand. Hey.
5: So how many of you, how many of you were raised, perhaps like me, where in your family, maybe there was some split mentalities around money? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, like maybe mom had a certain way of thinking and dad had a certain way of thinking. So how many of you guys know who my dad is? My mom and dad got married when they were like 22 years old. My dad flunked out of college right, as a speech and communication major, which is pretty awesome, considering he's like one of the greatest motivational and real estate training speakers ever, right, and his mindset, because his mentor, this is what his mentor said to him, you want to make a lot of money, go buy a Rolls Royce, go get a big fancy watch, and go get a really expensive car, and a really expensive house, and you will be motivated like crazy, and you will go do whatever it takes to be successful, and guess what my dad did? He went up I in mean, big fancy car, big watch, you know, ride, Rolls Royce, the whole nine yards, and every day he was like this, holy shit, i got to make money. <laughs> my mom, on the other hand, grew up in an environment with a few more kids. My grandfather, my mom's mom, passed away when she was very young, and she immediately had to go to work at like 14 years old. By the time she was 16, she was working at Disneyland as a Mouseketeer, you know, Orange County, California, and she's doing great, but all of her money went back into the family. So she would work only to basically have no for herself benefit from it. So in her mind, every cookie in the cookie jar mattered. You should be very mindful with every single dollar. Imagine growing up in that house. (laughs) This one is like, it's not how much money, you just need to make sure there's at least one cookie in the cookie jar, and we can divide it up six ways. And my dad's like, we should start a cookie factory and finance the entire thing. <laughs> well, no surprise, that relationship did not last long, right? My dad actually ended up marrying somebody who was ridiculously financially savvy, and I think she's somewhere inside the room. Pooh, are you inside the room? My, my other mom, somewhere inside her, maybe are running around the room. The bottom line was this. I grew up with a completely messed up psychology when it came to money. And it wasn't until in my mid 20s when I met one of my mentors who he showed me something which I'm going to show you. The bottom line is this, guys money is a tool. Nothing more, nothing less. Say that out loud. Nothing more, nothing less. Listen, if you're a jerk, money makes you more of a jerk. If you are Mother Teresa, money makes you more of Mother Teresa. It is just a tool. But this is what I know. How many of you know someone that doesn't have enough money? I don't know about you guys. I don't want to be that person. And not that I feel bad for them or less for them. All I think to myself is that person was never taught what I'm about to teach you. They never understood that your money is a tool. And just like an app on a phone, if you don't use it and play the game right and follow the steps, you don't get the results. It's not how much money you earn. It is what you do with the money that matters. You guys with me on this? So I want you to write in your notes the following. There's been a lot of research on this, and you've probably seen something like this before, especially if you've ever met with a financial planner or, you know, you watch CNN Financial. They all say the same thing. Write down 5, 15, and 80. 5, 15, and 80. 5%, 15%, and 80%. 5%, 15%, and 80%. And as all the studies show, it says 5% of the planet are basically generational wealth. They have created generational wealth. It's not the top 1%, guys. Somebody who is worth $5 million, who has paid off their home... And when they pass on, they transfer all that wealth over. That's generational wealth. You with me on this? Some of them are worth millions, some of them it's tens, some of them are hundreds, some of them are now billions. But that's the 5%. The 15%, write this in your notes. You ready? They are the middle class. They got a house, they got a little savings, they go on a few vacations, and they're comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that 15%. But where do you think the 80% sits? Darcy, the 80%? 80%. 80%. Look around the room. Potentially 80% of this room, I don't think so, but potentially with the numbers, 80% of this room, when they are older, either A, have to work to make money, or B, are dependent upon the government or their family to subsidize their lifestyle. 80%. 80%. 80%. Some of you are thinking to yourself, my kids better be successful. 5% generational wealth. And it starts at $5 million and above. 15%, comfortable. My in-laws are 93 and 90 years old. They have a million-dollar net worth. They're in that 15%. Houses paid for that they bought for $11 300 years ago, right, in Anaheim, California, on Bruce Street. Paid that sucker off. Every time I talk to my father-in-law, you see my Ford stock? Right? He's not, he started buying Ford stock, like, in 1948. You with me? Like, I had a dollar, then I had two shares, and then three shares. But over time, guess what? He's in that 15%. How many of you know someone right now though, that based upon their money behaviors and their money psychology, they're clearly going to end up in the 80%. Don't point at them if they're in this room and don't like, you know, make them wrong, but I'd like you to consider maybe they just never heard what I'm about to share with you. So I'm going to show you guys a business strategy for your money. You guys up for that? A business strategy. I'm not going to tell you what to invest in. That's not my role. I'm going to show you ideas of what the very best people do. I'm going to put it up on the big screen, which means the team's going to keep it here the whole time, and you're going to take detailed copious notes. So here's the first thing I want to show you. This is what 80% of real estate professionals do. 80% of real estate professionals, they get a commission check And that check goes into their personal account. Their personal account. 80%. They get a check, and it goes into their personal account. They go home, and maybe they say, here, honey, or here, I'm by myself. And I put it in my account. But this personal account is not an LLC, an S-corp, a limited limited partnership. It's not a corporation. It's a personal thing. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if that's you, But I am gonna say this to you. I would like to thank you for paying lots in taxes. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you overpaying what you should be paying. Keep up the good work. So what's rule number one? Should I have a corporation? Yes or yes? Yes or yes? So check this out, guys. If you answered this, don't feel bad. I, I will teach this stuff at conferences and I'm blown away by 10 people in the room, 10,000 people in the room, the number of people that go, yeah, I thought about doing that, but like, I don't know, like, which one do I pick? I'm no expert. Here's what you do. You call your accountant and say, I think I need to get incorporated, which you recommend based on where I live, what country, what state, etc.' But rule number one is no one leaves this conference in 30 days. If you are not incorporated and you don't own your business, and now your checks come to blankety-blank LLC, not you personally, because now you get all the tax advantages. Yes or no, guys? But I got to tell you, this is what the 80% does, and this is clearly bad. Let me show you what the 15% do. I want you to draw this out. I want you to imagine a world... Where, and by the way, did you guys notice the subtle little difference? This one says check. This one says checks. Because people that get checks understand the following. I get the check. It goes directly into my business account, right? I get it wired in from escrow. I don't get physical checks anymore. The money just gets transferred over. You with me? Oh, my escrow company, my title company won't do it. Great. Get the physical check. But it goes into a business account, which means now, as you can see, I'm going to have four different accounts at my bank, four different accounts at my bank. I'm going to have my business account. I'm going to have my tax account, excuse me, three accounts, tax account, business account, and my home account, my personal account. Here's the reality, my friends. If I, if I can encourage and inspire, you know, every single one of you to just do that and then follow the rule. You ready? Write this in your notes. Above the tax account, I want you to write down, let's, let's do an imaginary check and I want you to show you how much money goes where. So at the top, let's say that's a $10,000 check, just for easy numbers. $10,000 check. So all of a sudden, $10,000, hits my business account. And the first thing that happens is instantaneously 3,300 of the 10,000 goes directly into my tax account. 3,300 automatically into my tax account. Because some of you think when you get a check for 10 grand that you actually have 10 grand. How many of you are in the state of California or New York or in the country of Canada? You get a check for 10 grand and you're lucky if you get 4,500. That's the real deal. Now you're an entrepreneur. You own your own business. You're going to start taking better write offs. You're going to pay more attention to your accountant. You're probably going to have your uncle Larry, who's done your taxes forever stop and actually hire a CPA who's going to pay attention. But 3,300 bucks automatically goes there. Then 3,300 or less goes into your business account and this is where I run my business. A check comes in, I've got marketing. A check comes in, I've got expenses. A check comes in, I've got my MLS dues. Everything that I need to run my business, every check, 3,300, 3,300, and then what goes over here? 3,400 bucks to my home. Now it sounds like you might need a home budget. What do you guys think? Because many times, what do we do? We get a check and we just start spending the money. By the way, if you look at this, the very first one, this is the, the cardinal sin. This is what poor people do. They get a check, and they just start spending. Who knows someone like that, say I? Matter of fact, the bigger the check, the more they start spending. And they never think about debt reduction, because they'll do that later. Because I've worked so hard and this was such a challenging transaction, and that's why I'm going to overindulge and over and spend on myself. And we know the financial roller coaster you're actually putting yourself through. This, my friends, is what the people do that take care of their money. They know Uncle Sam or Revenue Canada or Mexico, they're taking their money no matter what. So when I come in, that check comes in, I don't say to myself, I get it all it automatically goes there, I leave a piece here, and the balance goes here. Make sense? So tell your buddy, are you gonna do this, yes or no? Yes or no? Now here's what I know. Look up here, guys. The number of clients that have done this, and then I see them a year later and they go, I have $15,000 in my savings account, I've never had that, but more importantly, I've paid all my taxes. Like, I'm on time, and I have money inside my business account, and it's the end of the year, and my accountant said I need to take a dividend, so I'm getting a big chunk of change at the end of the year. This is awesome. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like, does anybody like nice things? You know, family trips, vacations, memories, holidays, you know, maybe a new outfit? The challenge is, if you keep that psychology without requiring or putting in the discipline, you know what you end up with? A bunch of nice things and a shit ton of debt. So do me a favor, tell your buddy, do you know someone personally that has too much debt? Anybody, anybody inside this room? Now listen, there's smart debt and there's bad debt and I'm not going to go too in depth with you on this, but you know the difference. You know, credit card debt at 19% is dumb debt. Buying a house and getting a mortgage with three and a half percent is really good debt So we all know the difference and I just want you to be mindful I want you to take care of your money But now did you guys get a photo of this? Did you capture it? Are you sure? Are you promising to do this? Okay, do you want to know what the wealthy agents do? This is what the wealthy agents do. It's a little more complex It's a little more complex. I would get it up on the big screen over there, guys, and take a photo of it. But more importantly, I want you to draw the whole thing out in your notes. Draw the whole thing out in your notes. This is what the wealthy do. This is the stuff that no one taught me, saw until Bill Mitchell pulled me aside and said, what do you do with your money? And I'm like, I don't know. I just get the check, and I throw it inside my account, and I spend it like crazy, and I never have any cash, and I'm always in trouble. Draw this out. So play a game with me. You get a $10,000 check. The $10,000 check goes to what account? To what account? And 33% of it goes automatically where? Where? to my tax account cuz I don't really have 10,000. I really have like, you know, 6,000 and change. That's the real deal. So 3300 automatically here. Then I take another 3300 over here or less cuz I don't know your business expenses. But by the way, guys, your marketing costs should be no more than 10% of your expected gross revenue. Your marketing cost should be no more than 10% of your expected gross revenue. So a percentage of that 3,300 is gonna go for your direct mail and your marketing and your email and your Zillow leads and your Facebook ads and the prints and the brochures and everything else. But no more than 10%, no more than 10%, got it? Because you're incorporated now, your car and a piece of your house and all kinds of other things get written off into or from this account, so we like that, but you might also have inside there, ready guys? A virtual assistant, an assistant. Well, where's that person gonna be paid from? You got a check for 10 grand. You didn't actually get 10 grand, you got 6,700. 3,300 goes inside here, now I can pay my assistant. It starts to work like clockwork, you with me? But you can see, this is where it gets interesting. Some people call this other account, your investment account. I like to think of it as my financial hub. It's where the money comes in and then it gets divided again. Now, I'm not a financial planner, nor do I, you know, even, would even attempt to be, but I'm giving you just an example of what that extra $3,400 could go towards. So maybe you need, because you do two deals a month, you're like, I need 4 grand a month to come into the home expenses so i'm going to take you know 2 grand of my 3300 or the 3400 where does the rest go do you have a retirement account do you put money in the stock market or in bonds or whatever you believe in 401k do you have an account where you just put cash to buy real estate why not on every check, take 5% of every check, put into an account called cash for real estate. And you just watch that sucker grow like crazy over time, two years. And also, you're like, I got 185000 bucks in cash sitting inside that account. I should go buy a duplex. I should go buy a fourplex. I now have the money to go do these deals. Retirement account, real estate cash account. I use this because I did it you know, with my kids, a 529B account, which is a college fund. Cash account. Since we did real estate cash, why don't we call this the fun account? The fun account. You know, the I'm going to go spend this money on stupid stuff and throw it away later and not care. Or I'm going to take this money and I'm going to use it for vacations and holidays. What action are you going to take in the next 30 days around this conversation? There's no more information. That's it. Tell your buddy, what actions are you going to take in the next 30 days? Do it right now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We have a number of events coming up, and we'd love to have you there. Visit TomFerry.com forward slash events and reserve your spot today.
4: You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more
3: remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.
6: Uh, Do the rich
7: people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Robert?
6: Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what what you know. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck your brain goes dead, that's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system is designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us, because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it, or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I made so many people. I don't. I can't afford it. You think I made of money? My PhD dad. He says, "What do you think? I am, made of money? I can't afford that." And my rich dad would say, "That's why he's poor." Poor people say, "I can't afford it. I can't do that. I don't have time," because it's an escape. It's an escape. You know what I mean? It's easy to say, "I can't afford it." Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym, but no, I can't. The truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the church.
7: And your rich dad used to say what instead of, I can't afford it.
6: How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say, I can't afford it, your mind shuts down and you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught: get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on; it's taught in your families, and middle class is taught in families.
7: And until you change your mindset, right. money won't help you, right? Correct. And we see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money; they still have the same problem, right? Because they have that poor man's soul.
6: Correct. Right. If you're poor, you'll always be poor.
7: That's really hard for people to understand.
6: Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, it's passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad. There's right and there's wrong. There's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right. They only want to be positive well you can't have that that's not reality and the average person the reason they're poor is they haven't failed you know they play it so safe they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school that means they don't learn anything that's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt it's anti-education but the average guy is standing there oh I'm an A student I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself and a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over and you go well they're not playing fair You know what, you're not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You should have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you gotta know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then, if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh, or oh, I'll never be rich, or oh, the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to. I, I have to produce books and games, and I, I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge, but knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects They they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes and you paid on more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people, you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day our school systems are making our students weaker so in school they have these things called now trigger effects so you can't as a teacher you can't say anything that might upset the student they don't want anything that might jar their point of view you see people say well why don't you give the poor money the only problem with that is it just creates more poor people give a man a
7: fish he fishes for the day or eats for the day
6: yeah you give a man a fish you get a lot of people who want more fish you know Well, you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system's actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. So what I say to young people is, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it is a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. Is that all there is? That's
0: it.
7: Robert, if I could give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him?
6: I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just live it to the fullest, which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a hundred twenty thousand dollars a year job for two hundred dollars a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing, but failing is how we succeed. You look at the you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like 10,000, no, 1, 014 times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing.
7: do the rich people cringe and say don't tell them that yes 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 don't tell people
6: what what you know
7: keep them poor
8: the moment
6: I pay you you think like an employee the moment you accept the paycheck your brain goes dead that's the trap entrepreneurs work for free as long as you're hungry you'll think The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us, because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think i made of money. My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, When you could go to the gym, but no, I can't truth is i'm just too lazy to go to the church.
7: and your rich dad used to say what instead of i can't afford it how
6: can i afford it how can i do that a question opens a mind a statement closes the mind so when you say i can't afford it the mind shuts down and you become what you say people right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy they may be making a lot of money but unhappy with what they're doing It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or you'll you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families.
7: And until you change your mindset, money won't help you, right? Correct. And we see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul.
6: Correct. If you're poor,
7: you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand.
6: Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, it's passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck, too. I've, I've had financial crashes. So I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes, like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad. There's right and there's wrong. There's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right. They only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that. That's not reality. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe. They haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school. That means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is standing there, oh, I'm an A student. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over. And You go, well, they're not playing fair. You know what, you're not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team, you should have accountants, attorneys and bankers and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you gotta know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't care about money, the money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh, or oh, I'll never be rich, or oh, the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to. I, I have to produce books and games, and I, I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge, but knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they don't they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes and you pay them no more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day our school systems are making our students weaker so in school they have these things called now trigger effects so you can't as a teacher you can't say anything that might upset the student they don't want anything that might jar their point of view you see people say well why don't you give the poor money the only problem with that is it just creates more poor people give a you man a
7: fish, fish he fishes for the day or eats for the day
6: yeah you give a man a fish you get a lot of people who want more fish you know when well, you teach them to fish, we become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe. They haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school. That means they don't learn anything. That's why the school systems actually
9: I am very pleased to see so many who have come out to always uh, see for yourself where you can hear for yourself and then think for yourself. Then you'll be in a better position to make an intelligent judgment for yourself. But if you form the habit of listening to what others say about something or someone or reading what someone else has written about someone, somebody can uh, confuse you and misuse you. So as Afro-Americans, or black people here in the Western Hemisphere, you and I have to learn to weigh things for ourselves. No matter what the man says, you better look into it. An example of why it's so important to look into things for yourself. I was on a plane between Algiers and Geneva, uh, and it just happened that two other Americans were sitting in the two seats next to me. None of us knew each other, and the other two were white. One the male, the other a female. And after we had been flying along for about 40 minutes, the lady, she says, could I ask you a personal question? I said, yes. She said, well, she had been looking at my briefcase, and she said, well, what does that X? She says, "Uh, what kind of last name could you have that begins with X? So I said, that's it, X. And she said, well, what does the M stand for? I said, Malcolm. So she was quiet for about 10 minutes. And... And she turned to me and she says, you're not Malcolm X. <laughs> you see, I have, we had been riding along in a nice conversation, like three human beings, you know, no hostility, no animosity, just human. And uh, she couldn't take this. She said, well, you're not who I was looking for, you know. And, uh, and she ended up telling me that she was looking for horns and all that, and, and for someone who was out to kill all white people as if all white people could be killed. <laughs> this was her general attitude, and this attitude had been given her, uh, this image had been given her by the press. So before I get involved in anything nowadays, I have to straighten out my own position, and which is clear. I am not a racist in any form whatsoever. I don't believe in any form of racism. I don't believe in any form of discrimination or segregation I believe in Islam. I'm a Muslim. All free are my feet.
4: I was so fly, star deep, but I won't cry. I'm just tryna die, Mosai. Hundred grand in the green dust. Trying Tryna figure life, but still seem tough. Intoxicated as my daughter cries. I wake up horny, that's a of eye. I'm off a roll, shackles off the feet. Cops still killing, am I truly free? Thinking about the lies, Donald Trump seller. Iceberg shit, Donald Duck sweater. Whole seven pictures, of the so photogenic You either die legend or they won't remember Is there a heaven for street niggas? So many homies gone started in the street with us Guess it's the reason why we celebrate Cop cars, pop bottles, happy to escape Penthouse with the sky view I woke up feeling free and I locked up My the air I breathe, yeah I'm
10: free, life, free Moving on to better things. Yeah, yeah. Shackles off my feet, the air, I breathe. I'm free.
4: My son, no dreams, and big to digest. Gotta get it regardless. Cause the plan was to make it out of the project. Too many glasses of champagne. Distracted by young bitches that want fame. in my way, tell me how we adjust. When our babies is blinded by social media. Pray for the homies that lost freedom, yeah. Tryna feed their families while they unjust. Political balls, we die suffering. To achieve our dreams, we try hustling. That's the plight of the black male. They either kill us or throw us in pet jail. Leave us in cages, Is that hell. Feeling trapped in a ghetto, with that hell. Shackles off with a top down. No intention to stop now. Pet house with the sky view. I woke up feeling free and I lost you. my feet. the air I breathe, yeah. I'm
10: free. Moving on to better things
6: The most obsolete idea is go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, get out of debt and invest for the long term in the stock market. See, why would you save money when they're printing trillions of dollars? The gap between the 1% and 99% is massive. You see, it's not just money. You have to step back and look at the bigger picture. So what do you do? In every one of us, is a poor person. There's still a poor person inside me. There's also a middle-class person, and the middle-class persons want security. They want that steady paycheck. And there's a rich person. And they're all inside of us, except that it's not taught. It's, you're taught to go to school, get a job, and get a paycheck. You're not taught to how to get rich. If you're a red, rich dad, poor dad, my rich dad refused to pay me. He said the paycheck was one of the most damaging things you could take in your life. He says, the moment you take a paycheck, you're an employee. And that's the mindset. So my rich dad never paid me. It drove my poor dad, you know, a government employee, nuts. You got to pay people. You got to pay people. And Rich Dad was not saying that the paycheck was bad. He says, you, you didn't want to be a slave to money. So as an entrepreneur, you know, if, if, if Rich Dad folded, I just started another company. I don't need a paycheck, I don't need anybody to take care of me. If my government doesn't like me, I move to another country because they need entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So the entrepreneur is not so much the business, the entrepreneur is really the mindset and the skill sets and the different set of rules. You see, I don't operate, small business does not operate in the same rules as big business. Entrepreneur is a mindset first, a skill set and rules. And depending upon whether you're an employee or a small business, Mm -hmm. the roles are different. The mindsets are different. The skill sets are different. You could say one thing to somebody who's never been an entrepreneur,
11: and they're thinking about making the leap of faith into becoming an entrepreneur. What could you tell them?
6: Well, I'll just tell them the same thing that happened to me. You know, my last paycheck, I still remember it clearly. It was one of the worst and the best days of my life and I was in Puerto Rico, I was was working for Xerox, and my boss gave me my last, it wasn't a paycheck, it was a bonus check, I think it was about 30,000 bucks, taxable, it's the only problem with that. So I got this check, and I went, holy mackerel. You know what I mean, so I was excited, but I was also disturbed. And so this other guy comes up to me, his name was John, and John says to me, he says, you're gonna be back. I said, why? He says, because you're gonna fail. I looked at him and said, look, few expletive words, because that's what he did. He left Xerox, failed, and he came back. And I said, look, da-da-da, you failed and you come came back, but I'm gonna fail and I'm never coming back. And that's the attitude. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, if, absolutely. if you say, well, if I fail, I'll go back to mommy and daddy, then that's what you'll do. So if you fail, that's when I became an entrepreneur because I had no money. I had no money for years. You know, I didn't have a paycheck. But that's what my rich dad encouraged me to do, is when, when you don't have this paycheck, you get hungrier, smarter, and it's a test of your character. Will you become a crook? Will you become dishonest? Will you cheat and steal? Or will you become a better human being? So really, that's the benefit of becoming an entrepreneur, is you really find out who you are when you don't have anything. So you always have to look at the big picture. Too many people look at, well, what's, what's going to happen to me? When you look at the big picture, you're also going to know <clears throat> that when something bad happens, something good's going to happen.
10: Mm-hmm.
6: But you got to prepare for whatever is coming. If you think next 20 years will be like the last 20 years, mm-hmm. you're going to get creamed. You know, when you and I go to the supermarket and we buy a carton of milk, we we'll always check for the expiration date. But most people do not check for the expiration date on their brains. Instead of get out of debt, I get into debt. I just refinanced $300 million in debt and went from 5% to 2.5% interest, I made a fortune. Every month, more money comes in because my cost of money has gone down. So while some That's financial today. experts are saying, get out of debt, I'm saying, learn how to use debt. Mm-hmm. See, when I came back from seven, in Vietnam in January of 73, mm-hmm. the first thing my rich dad said to me was, go to school to learn how to invest in real estate. It wasn't real estate, it was how to use debt and taxes. Debt and taxes make the rich richer. Debt and taxes make the poor and middle class poor. So all the rich guys who are doctors and lawyers or, you know, those guys, they're getting creamed. And they don't know why. Doctors are getting creamed. Oh yeah, they make him more money, but the take home is less. Sure. You know, I, I, my doctor just yelled at me, he was happy. He says,
10: oh, guess what, I finally made a million
12: dollars.
6: And I said, yeah, this was three weeks ago. And so I says, yeah, well, how much do you pay in tax? He says, 750000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. So his net was about 400000 That's not bad. But when I make a million bucks, I keep a million bucks. And the reason is because I don't make it by working for money. See, if you work for money, you're taxed. So that's why lesson number one in rich dad, poor dad is the rich don't work for money. What we do instead is we create businesses as entrepreneurs. We acquire real estate. I don't want to invest in the stock market. So the reason is because as entrepreneurs, I have more control over my income, how much I make, and how much I pay in taxes. And because I'm an entrepreneur as well as an investor in real estate, I pay zero tax. So every time i make let's say a million dollars as an entrepreneur
0: mm-hmm.
6: i immediately invested in real estate i have a four to one step up so i put a million dollars in real estate i get four million from the bank that's why i love banks but the banks are screwing everybody else you know, terrible but it's good for me that's, that's why I mean.
13: you say when you print it's good for you but when you print it's bad for people that work for
6: money because when you print savers get creamed and people who work for money get creamed when they print debtors get rich you see Debt and taxes make the rich richer, and debt and taxes make the poor middle class poorer. When we have obsolete ideas, we get obsolete results. So what's happening for most people, the idea of going to school, Mm
10: -hmm.
6: getting a job, working hard, saving money, getting out of debt, buying your house because it's an asset and investing for the long term, is obsolete. The world has changed. The world changed in 1971 when President Nixon took us off the gold standard and money became debt.
14: What
11: if we get rid of school? Then what would happen? Would it be better if we had no educational system at all?
6: No, I'm saying education is more important than before. It's just obsolete. You know, there's Moore's law that, Moore's law which states information doubles every 18 months. In other words, everything's obsolete 18 months. Mm. So, and this is just a recent phenomenon. So when you come out of school, you're already obsolete. And that's why I'm the old guy, you know, I meet my friends who went to Harvard. See, I went to Harvard. I said, yeah, that was how long, 50 years ago? Today, the banks are charging you interest to save money. In other words, banks don't want your money because they printed too much of it. And that's why there's these bubbles in stocks and bubbles in real estate and all this. People are dumping the cash, because as I said in here, savers are losers and cash is trash. And yet people, well, I want a high paying job. Well, that's an obsolete idea. Get out of debt is an obsolete idea. You should learn how to get into debt, how to use debt to get rich. And they'll never teach you about taxes. The reason the 1% is way up here and the 99% are going this way is because when you print money, two things happen, inflation and taxes. It's crushing them. And any entrepreneur thinks, I'm just going to make money, I'm going to start a business and make a lot of money because of what we talk about. They really have got to smell the roses, man. You know, that's not what the real entrepreneurs are doing. Most entrepreneurs, there's 28 million small business owners mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. 24 million are, 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 what, are one-person entrepreneurs. They're called non-employee entrepreneurs. So the, because, and that's what happens is when people don't really understand what an entrepreneur does. So most big people are self-employed, but they're not really entrepreneurs. The self-employed pay the highest taxes of all, and nobody tells them that. Yeah, it's also called the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. But what we were actually talking about was there's no such thing as a bad economy. You know, there's external. You and I, we all have an external economy, but we also have an internal economy, mm-hmm. and the willpower is to change our internal economy. So for me, I can see the good and I can see the bad. I don't really give a damn. Because I'm gonna be rich anyway but a poor person with a poor personal economy all they're gonna see is a bad economy because they don't know how to make money in any economy and a middle-class person they have a middle-class economy you know that what they want is a nice house a steady paycheck and the job and the car and so when you take their job away to them that's disaster well since an entrepreneur doesn't have a job anyway it's no big deal so all I'm saying to people, that's so what Bucky Fuller taught me, is always two sides, you know what I mean? You know, to use plural at minimum two. So if you think the economy is bad, it's because your economy is bad. If you think that steady, you know, employment is important, then you'll see an uh, an economy without jobs. Your economy. Your economy versus economy. the external economy. Got it. What you control versus what you can't control. I can control, yeah, it's called sure. an, it's called an internal focus mm-hmm. versus an external focus. So the real entrepreneur has an internal focus that if they fall down, they say, oh, this is good because I'm going to go up higher. You know, the average person will fall down and say, oh, I'm going to take some Prozac. Or, or, the, or somebody has the mistakes. oh, the mistakes don't matter. Well, mistakes, mistakes matter. It means you didn't know something. But a real entrepreneur, whether they fall down, they go, they always can go up. They can stand back up and go higher. And no matter what happens to them, they get stronger and better and smarter and happier, but person with a weak internal mindset is that they're so afraid of what happens, it generally happens. Like you know, people are afraid of losing their jobs; they generally lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, yeah, so you, you comes can control you. Yeah. So the entrepreneur' first job is a control inside here, not outside there. The moment you take that paycheck, you're.
14: Who took time to uh, wish me happy solo return today Thank you I'm really fortunate and for lack of better words blessed To uh, be on this planet And um, wish to another successful year So I want to thank y'all for joining me uh, We're going to keep it a little shorter than normal tonight um, and I apologize for the dead air space. I was having some technical difficulties on my end, uh, but we got that worked out. Um, but welcome to the show. Tonight we're going to be going in talking about and this is part two to our wealth building and wealth preservation mindset part two episode, and um, we'll continue these these wealth building exercises over the next few weeks and months. You really make sure that y'all are honing in on your wealth building and wealth preservation mindset. Um, you know, we touched on a lot of different things two weeks ago when we first started this conversation, you know, and one of them is your mindset, right? Your mind has to be correct, you have to be in the right mental space, right? And then once that happens, other things kind of follow, To help to get you in the right mindset, right. Um, So tonight, which is no different, we're going to go over a few different things. I want to read twelve reasons. It's an article I found. It's a very good article. So twelve reasons why you'll never be a millionaire, right? And obviously the title sounds a little shady, but (laughs) but it's not. And it 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 gives some some very good things that you can take and think about to incorporate into what you're doing, right? Because Let's keep it real. Who who doesn't want to reach or acquire a certain um, status with wealth, right? Whether, you know, wealth to you is a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, or it might be $10,000, right? You know, every every man is different. And everybody's walk is different, right? And so uh, we have to honor that. But everybody has the same amount of time. We have the the same ability to use the tools that the Most High gave us um, to be successful. And, um, you know, I've I've actually been practicing, uh, you know, one of those tools, which is getting up earlier. You know, um, I've I've practiced a level of sobriety. Right. So if y'all know me, I know a lot of my, you know, when I first started, doing a lot of these shows, you know, I used to smoke real heavy and not just on the radio and you know, I'd be lit lit. <laughs> you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's where you at in your life, right? And, you know, I like a glass of wine, you know, so don't get me wrong, I, I ain't no goddamn hungry. But um you know, I practice a level of sobriety now because it helps me to stay focused, keeps me sharp. Right? And that is one of my wealth-building tools. and It has helped me, you know. And if you struggle with things like that, you know, take the time to to write down what it is that you need to focus on, you need to change, you need to become better with in your life, right? Because everybody's journey is different. So, you know, what worked for me may not work for you, but it certainly um, can help to enhance where you at, and keep you progressive, okay? So, let's get right into it, right? 12 Reasons That You'll Never Be a Millionaire, right? And this article was written in 2018, right? And it says that wealthy people usually aren't born that way. Most spend their lives amassing their fortunes by working hard, spending little, saving a lot, and investing wisely. It may sound like a simple strategy, but the fact that the vast majority of people fall short of millionaire status proves that it's easier said than done. Then again, 11.5 million households in the United States boast a net worth of at least a million dollars. Now y'all do realize that a million dollars today is not the same million dollars that it was uh, 10 years ago, a hundred years ago, or even yesterday, right? Uh, Every day the value of a million dollars changes, right? Now, Excluding the value of primary residences, according to market research and consulting firm Spectrum Group, and their ranks are growing, right? So more people are actually becoming millionaires. Now, you choose the wrong profession. Now, this is number one on the list, right? And it says, of course, you can become very successful in any job as long as you work hard. And start saving earlier. But a higher income can certainly make it easier to save faster. Right? According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, many wealthy people today work through technology, engineering and medicine. Those that are well represented in our list of the best jobs for the future. With enough time and the right savings approach, you could build a fortune even with a small salary, according to US Trust Insights on Wealth and Worth. Like 55% of people choose a career that helps them reach their goals. Now, now this is really important, right? Because, um, you know, a lot of brothers and sisters, a lot of y'all are stuck in jobs that you don't like. You know, y'all working on the quote-unquote slave shit, right? You know, y'all at the plantation. I've heard y'all say this before, right? And that, and that is also a mindset, right? And if you know that you in the job and... Ain't gonna pay you more than what you believe that you're worth. It's time to start looking to do something different. It's time to start looking to make progression and progress that is greater than what you're currently being given. Like Michael Jordan says, ceiling is the roof, dog. Right now, what can you do about it? So, if you're in school, right, majoring in a promising field can put you on the path to a lucrative career and can help make you a millionaire. Now. Let's keep it real, right? Most people that went to school, I know that went to school, never became millionaires. Hell, half of them are in debt. Okay? Now, keep in mind that the people who are the freest, the people who have um, the highest amount of abundance tend to be people who work for themselves. Okay? Now, speaking of working for yourself, the next one on the list here is you stop investing in yourself. So you can't become a millionaire if you don't invest in yourself. You got to invest in your education, your financial education, your legal education. You need to invest in your health education. You got to invest in your education. Now, I take a trip to the bookstore about once a week. I go in that and I buy books. All right? Even if I ain't going to get to them right away, I go buy the book because now it's part of my collection so now i don't have an excuse to not read it right so now um and i I try to go through you know i'm 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 building up my repertoire but i'm trying to go through about four four to five books a month right and you know and it's okay if, if you start with one book a month right but you have to start somewhere right and Your financial education is really important. Start somewhere so that you can end up somewhere, right? Start with your financial education if you have to. Start with your health education if you need to. Either way, start reading something, right? Now, your education doesn't end when you're done in school. In a world that's always changing, you need to continuously hone in on your abilities. Taking the time to keep your skill set and your knowledge base up to date makes you more valuable to your colleagues, your clients, right? Your current employer if you have one. Okay. Even if you own a business, it may make you more valuable to your employees to your employees. Now, um, there's a good book, right? And it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People, right? And I just if you take the time to go read it, uh, it's, it's really helped me out, right? But you know, one of the things um in that book that I found to be really powerful, right, was that to be successful, right, and one of the biggest things about success is the art of suggestion, right? Now, the art of suggestion is powerful um, not only in your own mindset, but when you're dealing with other people, right, because the art of suggestion, I'll give you an example, right, there was a a guy who owned a business and uh, he owned a construction company, and the people in his construction company, his workers, kept complaining, right? Because they didn't like goddamn hard hats. They was like, man, we don't like that. We don't want to wear this shit, right? And he would write them up and shit, and they would get mad <laughs> for getting written up. And some of them he'd fire, and, you know, it created a really bad aura of energy around his workplace. So... Then he you know, he came up on some information, and, and the information says, look, you need to do the art of suggestion, right? You, you need to invest in yourself so other people can invest back into you. So what they told the guy to do is just, look, what you need to do is the next time one of your employees doesn't want to wear a hard hat, why don't you go up and use the art of suggestion to them to get them to do what it is that you want them to do? Without problem. So the artist suggested, me. what did he do? Well, what he did was, the next time the fellas were sitting around and they didn't want to wear the hard hats, he went up to him. and says, well, listen, um, what is it about the hard hats that y'all don't like? You know, are they too hard? Do they not fit right? Also, just keep in mind that these hard hats are for your best good, right? You know, they, they keep you safe on the job, keep something from falling on your head. We don't want nothing to happen to you. No, you don't want nothing to happen to you, do you? And this is how he's talking to him. Right? So they got to thinking about this shit. And they're like, you know what? I sure don't want nothing to happen to me to hit me in the head while I'm on the job site. I should probably wear this goddamn hard hat. Right? And so this guy began to invest more of his time in his, his critique of his employees um, in a positive manner, than in a negative manner, and he got more out of it, right? And these niggas started wearing their hard hats with no problem, right? Catchers show up to work on time now, and all types of stuff, right? So he he began to invest more into himself by taking the time to invest more into his employees and what they thought and what they uh, what they wanted through simple arts of suggestion right so building wealth a lot of times for your success right is about the art of suggestion it's about investing more into yourself now what what can you do about it right so figure out what you want to learn and how it can advance your career right so if you think about picking up a foreign language can it help you to do more commerce internationally can it help you to deal with more people Right, so that's one thing. Okay? Now, and and, and you gotta really think about this, right? Because when, you, when you're learning something, because right? I told you a couple weeks ago, MIT's got free courses you can take. Right, go pick up a free course, um, in business or something. Right, it's just gonna extend and expand your knowledge and your base to help you further. Now, the next one on our list is. You're too scared of stocks. And this is a good one because, you know, uh, two weeks ago I had Brother Jonah come on and he talked about the Forex, right? And uh, he's trying to get people to get more into doing Forex trading. Now, why would you want to get into Forex trading? What, what, what would be the point of learning stocks, right? See, cash stuffed under your mattress, right, or deposited somewhere in a savings account. Right, that's not gonna keep up with inflation, much less blossom into a million dollars. That's a problem for you, right? Because you're not yielding anything. So in order to maximize your gains, you need to invest your money wisely, right, in places that is gonna grow. And this is why I told y'all a couple of weeks ago: you got to put your money in places uh, that that you're gonna see a return, right? And I think I gave y'all a list of, you know, if you put your money in certain different places over a 10-year period, how it would would grow for you, right? So a typical yield you could expect from a money market account these days might be uh, 1.25%. So if you put away $10,000 in uh, in one and added nothing else in 10 years, you'd have around $11,322 with interest. So you didn't really make shit. But if you invested that $10,000 in the stocks and then you earn a typical 8% annual return, you'd have about $21,000, Right? So you're yeah, now investing into yourself. See so the investments start to pay off, right? If if you actually look for the investments where you say, okay, I can invest for myself for a higher yield, right? So now it's the risk to reward factor, right? And and that's really crucial, right? Because a lot of people are scared to take risk. Now I've been there, right? When well, you ain't got no goddamn money. You ain't gonna let go of none of that shit. Like man, I'm holding on to this shit tighter than a motherfucker. Because you because you're scared to lose money. But scared money don't make no money. You know, when I used to hustle, I that was one of the things that you know, we would keep in the forefront of our mind. That you can't be scared to get out of here and hustle and make the money. So now, legally, you must think that. Scared money don't make no money. Okay, now there's no denying, like, right, that the stock market can take a bumpy ride, right? But stealing yourself and diving in is well worth it. So over the long-term period of time, stocks, right, or the stock market or uh, the foreign exchange market, once you learn how to use it, it really help you out a lot. Right? And you could become rich as a whole bunch of young 20 year old rich kids running around here right now. Because they took time in high school and they wasn't doing shit else. They may not have played soccer or basketball in high school or football. So they actually sit there and learn how to trade stocks. And now they're an adult, four or five years later, and they're driving a Ferrari while the teacher that. they had school, oh, still driving that damn Toyota. Now, the next one, you're afraid to take a risk, and this is really big. This goes back to exactly what we're talking about. Like right? it's easy to become content, with staying in your lane. A lot of people want to stay in that lane because they're happy, it feel good, right? And see, I understand I'm a cancer, right? And as a cancer man, we don't like we don't like change like that, right? So when shit starts shaking up and changing, you know, we. We start going into our shell A lot of people are genuinely like that People don't like change They work work around the here And you niggas had to sit at home You couldn't go to the strip clubs You couldn't go to your regular clubs You couldn't go to your bars You couldn't go to your movie theaters You had to go wait in line To go to Chipotle nigga in your car People didn't like that type of change right? But a healthy respect for Risk and change is good It's really good for you. So when it comes to preserving your wealth, a total aversion to risk can hinder your ability to even build wealth. You understand? Now, to label the wealthy as uh, indiscriminate risk-takers who gamble their savings on pork bellies and Bitcoin, that's a little bit inaccurate. But in reality, according to the U.S. Trust, 4% Four percent of high net worth investors describe their risk profile as very conservative. Fourteen percent as conservative, and uh, telling forty three percent is moderate. So on the other end of the spectrum, thirty three percent describe their risk profile as aggressive, which means that you know they they they, they in the bull market. They they're aggressive investors, right? Okay, now. A lot of things come down to taking well-informed risk. Don't just take your money and put it on something. Let's like, let's take real estate for example. Right? You go buy you a piece of land. Is that piece of land gonna make you some money? Can can you? Or, and I've seen brothers do this, right? Let's put our money together and just go buy some land. For, for what, nigga? For what? What are we doing with this land? Are we buying a piece of rental property? because that, that's a smart investment. Are we buying duplexes? Are we buying triplexes? Are we buying apartment complexes? Or are we buying a piece of land across the street from the Piggy Wiggly that's going to sit there for the next 30 years and not one person is going to want to come and build on it. Okay. So, To be a millionaire, to, to be a rich person, you got to overcome that fear with knowledge. Knowledge, bro, what you put in your head. There's a couple of good books I need to get, Right, You need to get a book called The Woman Millionaire. You need to get a book called The Millionaire Mind. You need to get a book called The People Grow Rich. I mean, I got a I got ton of them, right? I can give y'all. And y'all can do your own research on some of these books. But these are books you need to pick up, right? Because you need to invest in your knowledge. You need to invest in what you know. Sometimes it ain't about what you know. Sometimes it's about who you know. Okay? Now, the top ten distinctions between millionaires and the middle class, right, is that nearly nine out of every ten wealthy individuals have a financial advisor to help evaluate and hedge the risk. Okay? So not only with investment strategies, but with shit like tax planning, uh, estate planning, trust, budgeting, Right? These are important values that rich people carry. Now, if a high priced, full service financial advisor wants a 1% to 2% cut of your assets, right, if that doesn't fit into your budget, you need to consider something more affordable. You need to go hire somebody who can help you. You need to get on shows like this, right, and start acquiring the information, bit by bit. See, me and know. we teach commerce. As long as I know that brother, he's been about commerce, right? Yeah, yeah, we conscious, nigga, but we ain't conscious community teachers. We are commerce teachers, right, in every aspect of the world. Yeah, I teach nationality. I teach law, right? We can teach you health. We, we can teach you everything you need, but if you don't take it upon yourself to retain the information and use it, what good is it? Okay, let's go to the next one. You don't save enough. So if you don't save money, you're never going to be rich. It's hard to get around the obvious but often ignored is this principle. Right? So even if you earn seven figures, if you spend it all, you still have zero. You still are going to net zero. Okay? Now, and you know, this is really important, Because right? I I'll see cats hit a lick a legal lick
10: by
14: the way, all right, go hit, hit a little lick, go get some bread, and then go spend that shit on jewelry, right? And I know you, I know what you're saying, but man, gold and diamonds, gold and diamonds is is, is uh, you know, that's a that's a commodity. Let me tell you all something. Are you buying gold bricks with that shit, or, or are you buying gold chains? nothing wrong with buying gold chains? I own two myself. Like my granddaddy always said, if you can't afford to buy three of them at the same time, you don't need to buy one. Same thing goes for a car, goes for a house, right? Because uh, a mortgage, for a personal mortgage is not a sound investment, in my opinion. A real sound investment is going to start with something like a, a business mortgage for a triplex or a duplex. Something where if you want to live in it, you can live in it, you can rent the other side out. Or you can just... Go back to your parents' house and rent that shit out altogether. If <laughs> you got that you got that option too, right? Now, if you wanna wait until you're forty five years old to start saving, you'll save um and and, and you know, let's just well let's let's put this in perspective, right? So if you start saving at the age of thirty five, you'll need to put away six hundred and seventy one dollars every month in order to reach a million dollars by the time you get to be sixty five. Assuming that you earn 8% annual return on that money. So if you wait until you're 45 to start saving, you'll have to save $1,698 a month to hit $1 million in 20 years. So i put that in perspective for you, right? Now, the question is how can you start saving? Well, first of all, you need a budget. You know, you know the old term balling on the budget. Some of y'all gotta ball out on the budget. Nothing wrong with balling on the budget. There's absolutely nothing wrong with living below your means. Right? Nothing wrong with that shit. I don't, listen, man. Sometimes I don't see how I live for a particular reason. I don't I don't try first of all I'm private, nigga. Uh, I, I value my privacy, but second of all, uh, you know you don't need to see every aspect of of how I live my life, right? How I spend my money. You see me out, you see me with a nice watch on, or you see me with a ring on my finger, or you see me with some gold around my neck. Just understand that it, it's more than likely an investment, and it's a it's a walking investment, right? Now. Let's talk about this whole budget thing, right? Because when you budget, you got to lay out a budget. You got to lay out all your expenses to see where your money is going. Then you can figure out where you can trim costs and where you can save money, right? Now, a little bit to muster you up is a good start, right? So let's just say that, um, you know, you got some extra cash, right? That came into your account or, you know, some extra money somebody gave you. It is very, very important That you put at least 10% of that to decide for yourself. So, whenever you get a bonus or some extra cash, for example, right, after selling some of your belongings or getting a generous birthday gift or whatever added to your savings, right, before you have time to think of ways that you can spend it, just put it in your account. Really important you do that, right? So this takes us to the next point, which I just mentioned, but this is the actual point here, is you won't ever be a millionaire if you live beyond your means, right? Spending more than you spending more than you earn to put you in a dangerous hole of debt. Right? So on the bright side, you won't be there um you know, alone. Trust me, there's a whole bunch of people who, who who's out, actually out here Spending more, I you know I have just seen an old man today, right? And it's really unfortunate, but I, I saw an older guy today, and he had he couldn't been no more than about seventy, right? And I mean this guy legit was on the corner asking for money. He you know he looked really decrepit, but it was, you know, and I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, how, how did he live when he was younger? You know, did, did he have this type of financial information? So according to the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, nearly two in five Americans carry credit card debt from month to month. And I'm going to tell you all like this, if you got some credit card debt, you need to know how to discharge. You need to know how it did. to do the court and satisfaction process. You need to learn the law. You need to learn how you need to learn the FTCPA, the already. You need to learn the laws because nine times out of ten, the law is going to get you out of your problem. You know, niggas avoid the law. Don't avoid the law. Run right into it. I love the law. I love everything about it. That's why I'm a law master. Right? That shit got me out of student loan debt. First thing you do. Okay? Now, among the people with credit card debt, right, among those balances, uh, most households, like right, the average credit card debt, you know, is $9,333 according to the research firm, uh, firm Value Penguin, right? So just think about that, right? How much debt are you carrying right now that you have yet to get rid of? I mean, if you went to college, more likely you have to sleep longer. So you need to have a budget to make sure that you have more money coming in than going out with the availability of credit. It's easy to follow the thinking that you can afford more than you actually can. Right? But as the editor and uh Chief Knight uh Chiplinger pointed out, he says that the biggest barrier to becoming rich is living like you're rich before you are.
10: <laughs>
14: Let me tell you something about rich people that I know. Right? There's some of the cheapest motherfuckers around. Literally. Like rich people don't, you know, they they look for deals they, they're looking for the bargains, all of that, right? So, once you are rich, you may still want to live like you're not. Unless you, unless you just hit the dead and you sitting on billions, that's a little different, right? That's a different kind of rich, but a million dollars ain't no damn, damn money. It ain't no money. Now, don't get me wrong, a million dollars something help change your life and your lifestyle. But it ain't no money, by way. so this is the reason why you see uh, old white people. They be having a dope, dope ass crib, super dope ass crib, right? But then they ask the driving a Toyota or a Kia Prius because they're not living above their means, right? And then you got some white people, you know, and I'm using white folks so as an example because they hold. Um, unfortunately visibly what you can see right, they tend to hold most of the wealth even though black people spend the most money and collectively we are the wealthiest group that shit is more visible right, now if you don't think of yourself as well off and you maintain the same lifestyle even as your income and savings rate increases, you can put away more for your short and your long-term goals without losing the ounce of comfort. Okay? This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. Listen, I'd I rather, me personally, other than talking with the seminars, you know, and the, the occasional uh, bar, you know, to go have a drink or something like that of that nature, I pretty much live the same type of lifestyle. I'm, I'm probably more of a hermit now with, with, with more cash flow than I was with less because I, I personally don't give a fuck. I don't care what you think about me, like I, I wear basketball shorts and flip flops out the house if I don't have to go nowhere to impress nobody I don't gotta have new stories on, on the time. that's just me and, and don't get me wrong I like getting fly I can appreciate a nigga like you who know how to get fly I can appreciate that shit right But me personally, I don't don't give a fuck about that shit. I don't need that. That's just me. But I like nice shit too. So don't think I don't got the Cuban links. Don't think I ain't I ain't got the Invictus and the Rolexes. Don't think I don't I got that shit too. But it's it's not of importance. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. It never did matter. Go get yourself a nice piece of property. Go get yourself a nice luxury car That uh, increases in value every year Okay Go invest in the forex Go invest in the stock market Go invest in shit that's going to make you money Every year You know a nice piece of gold Believe it or not actually does make money Every time the gold goes up So there's nothing wrong with having a nice piece of gold around your neck Right or on your finger or, or a nice gold watch Okay but trust me, when I tell you that rich people know what well, other people are faking it. Because most rich people don't, don't really, really show you how much money they really got. Niggas be having whole jet planes, you wouldn't even know it. Okay. Now, I ain't speaking for all rich people, but I'm speaking for a good majority of them. Right? Because the thing about it is, is that, like I said, real wealth y'all, it, it starts in your mind first. It's not a material thing. Right. So, like I said, once you're rich, you might want to live the same lifestyle you lived before you got there to help maintain your riches. Okay. You want to maintain your riches. Now, the next one. You might not become rich if you overlook the value of nickels and dimes. I was always told that to pennies to create millionaires. Every time I see some money on the ground, penny, nickel, dime, quarter, nigga, I pick that shit up. I was in the garage school yesterday, gave me some, uh, some sweet tea to have my mama with me. All right. She likes to go to Hardys and shit. So I was like, all right, I'll take you. And I'm in the drive I see some pennies. I'll pick that shit up. I'm coming out of Target. I see a quarter on the ground. I pick that shit up. Some people run past it, right? That is the art of manifestation. What you see, what you manifest in your life is a reality, right? Just by how you think. Now, obviously, collecting a bunch of nickels and dimes gonna get you rich, but it ain't about that. It's not the art of allowing, right? You want large sums of money to come in, learn how to take small sums of money first. Now, I'm not suggesting that uh, you search for a little change around on uh, sofa cushions and shit like that, right? But um, seeing insignificant expenses that you cut, right, uh, looking for, for, for ways to save money, that helps, right? That really helps. Now, let's just talk about it, right? Because a lot of people, and and you know, we we lose money every day, all the time. Like you go to ATM, you lose three dollars every transaction at ATM with ATM fees. Then it just can add up, right? Now, one in every uh, one in four Americans, right, fail to pay all of their bills on time, according to the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. And that's one in four people. I'm sure that you know one of those people. Hell, I was one of those people before. Now, what can you know about this? Now, more than you realize, right, you need to pay attention to the fine print on everything that you do, right? This is why we always tell you everything is a contract, right? The birth certificate is a contract. The marriage license is a contract. The credit card is a contract. The job you're working, it's a contract, okay? Pay just for the small print. Don't drown in debt. Debt can be dangerous to your financial well-being if it's not the right type of debt. Now, the average U.S. household has more than $133,000 in debt, according to a NerdWallet study. Like I said, not all debt is bad, right? you get a debt to start your business, you get a, um, a PPP loan, right, or, or something that, that's, that's supposed to boost you, But that's a different type of debt. let's go to the next one, and this is really important, and this is one of the, the reasons why I um, told you all about, you know, working with my own particular sobriety uh, in the beginning is that you will never become a millionaire or a wealthy if you neglect your health. I'm just going to say that again. I know niggas like to smoke blunts. A lot of people do, right? Don't get me wrong, man. I was the first cat to go buy a pack of Dutchess, some Twisters, some Backwoods, right? And sit there and roll up. You're talking to a connoisseur smoker here, okay? But you need to work to make money. You need to be healthy in order to work. Your health is your wealth. It, It goes in this order. Health. Wealth, right? Health and wealth. Now, um, it's funny because, um, it, and it actually, if I was to focus in there, I'd say this. Health, freedom, and wealth. That's one of the things me and Donald talk about. But, and that's really the order that it goes. Your health, then your freedom, and then your money. right? And rich people understand that. This is why they invest in their health first. This is why they got personal trainers, and they'd be working out in the cribs and shit like that. That's there's that. Then you got the freedom side of it, which is they're constantly doing shit like asset protection, dealing with attorneys, learning things that can help increase their freedom, right, and the value of their freedom. And then you have money, which is the wealth side of it, right, which is preserving all of that, right? So health, freedom, and wealth, okay? Right? So the rich understand, right, 98% of millionaires consider good health to be the most important important personal asset, according to one U.S. trust survey. So take care of yourself, right, and do it on the cheap. Take advantage of free wellness programs offered by your employer, right, or uh, community services around you. You know how many community services it is? Right, that's why I don't want to hear nobody, uh, you know, bitch and complain about how much it costs to stay in shape because it, it's all its all types of free YMGAs and shit, man. you got local gyms around and everything, right? Hey, check this out. It don't cost the money to be outside and go walking do it. That's free, right? So use your resources around you, okay? Preventative care services, right? Check your blood pressure. I mean this uh, What I'm telling you Is real shit I'm not telling you Something I heard I'm telling you Something I know Like I had High blood pressure I dealt with Being overweight At times Right I dealt with Health issues Right um, I think I told A brother on one of the shows And they did, towards the beginning of the year I, I got sick I threw up blood One of the biggest reasons I had to stop smoking Right it was damaging my health and slowing me down, right? For my women, go get your mammograms, right? pap smears, right? Fella, go get your balls checked. You know, you got to do shit like that, right? Because if you ain't got your health, my nigga, there's nothing that money is going to do to you, right? I play that clip sometimes with the guy who, uh, who went to the lady, and she prayed for him, um, right? And... He said, oh, Allah, give him health. Oh, Allah, heal him, right? And all of these things, right? And he realized that he had all this money. And he's like, man, I I can't do shit with this money but help somebody else because now my health is failing. His heart was failing, right? So try to quit bad health habits, right? Such as smoking, excessive drinking. All this shit can cost you in the long run. It may not feel like it right now, but in the long run, that shit... That shit, it really catches up with your ass Okay Alright, so another reason why If you don't focus You may not become a millionaire or wealthy Because you don't have a budget Okay Now, without a budget It's easy to live beyond your means Just like I said earlier You gotta keep track of what you're spending, right Write that shit down, write everything down right, work towards your financial goals, right, if you want to go on vacation, start writing shit down, want to buy a house, if you want to buy some rental property, right, if you want to fund your retirement, you want to look at buying you a jet one day, you got to start writing things down, have a budget, start with your small budget now, so when you get to the big money, you can manage that shit even better, okay, Or get you one of these digital budget things, right? Where every time you do something, it takes a digital snapshot of your account and your receipts, right? If you don't think that you're responsible enough to write shit down, there's too much technology out here right now to not use that type of shit, okay? So it's really important that we keep that forefront and make sure that, you know, we're writing things down. All right? Now, Let's go to the next one. And this is this is really important, man. This has to do with things like self esteem, uh, your subconscious mind, right? Is you will never be wealthy if you lack purpose in your life. Every man and woman should have purpose. If you spend too much time focused on the wrong shit, you're not on your purpose, right? Now, not surprisingly, money matters to rich people, right? But 97% of wealthy individuals surveyed by the U.S. trust list their own financial security as the top motivation for building their wealth in the first place. So that's closely followed by the ability to afford a desired lifestyle, which is 91%, and the financial security of family, which is 84%. Okay? But keeping up with the Joneses isn't the only reason for amassing a fortune. In case 72% of the wealthy are motivated by the desire to help others through philanthropy. What did I tell y'all, man? 58% by the ability to create economic opportunities for others, and 44% want to use their riches to change the world. Why do you think we do these shows, man? And I always tell y'all, you can't do fucks up shit. You got to invest in other people. Because a big part of being wealthy is giving back. It's doing shit for free. Right? I stay in volunteer work. Working with the kids. I I do volunteer work when it comes to working with people in the community. Right? This radio show, if you want to call it that, we do free shows. We're not charging for these shows. These shows are free. We got five years worth of archives. Right? We got we got thousands of shows that you can go back and pick up free information from. Okay? Think about that, right? Now, and this is really important, okay? Um, A lot of people want to do 501c3s and y'all want to do religious organizations and shit like that, right? But if you really want to get into some real philanthropy work, if you really want to get to some money, some real money, you need to get into humanitarian work, okay? Really important. See, there's a lot of uh, religions and philosophies that are dedicated to helping people figure out what they're meant to do in their life. Right? So, so you don't want to try to compete with religion, right? But I will say this, right? You don't, you don't need to be the next Bill Gates, even. Right? But you need to create something that helps other people. Even if it's helping kids to figure out um, you know, how to manage their money or how to become better um at, at interacting with each other, you know, once they are results. Like whatever you can whatever you can figure in your mind. Each one of y'all has the ability to do that. And you'll make a whole lot of money like that. Okay. I I I guarantee it. Okay. Now, um we're gonna take a real quick break. And when we come back we're gonna give y'all a few more uh, of, of these wealth building secrets We're going to go into the blueprint okay? The wealth mindset blueprint Alright and uh, then we'll take some calls And open up these call lines all right? You see right here on the bottom line all right? Tell somebody to tell a friend Tell somebody to call in man We had a few people that dropped off But I see y'all hanging out with me tonight uh, We're going to keep it funky Keep it short We'll be right back after these messages Don't go right here on the bottom line On the Revolution Radio Network Talk about wealth building and preservation, your mindset, part two. We'll be right back.
11: And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it.
14: Yeah.
11: Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But uh. you said you something to the effect you were a self-made
8: God. Mm.
11: Explain it.
8: Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life. When I was 16 years old, Mm -hmm. we are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. First time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm -hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about.
11: Okay. we, we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon.
4: You sure can invite right.
12: him. We'll be right back. We'll
10: be right back.
4: <laughs>
12: It's a life of a hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said, a lie. I took an English class, I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me seven under my belt. And then the same year, my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote, unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public that you get a deaf job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rose through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you believe us. Your light belongs to everyone who'll be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people dream snatchers, hey. vision busters don't be mad at them they can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves don't be mad at them don't be mad at them pray for them, love them cause they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us but I want you to remember that your 70 watts your 70 watts have to be turned way up because you got way more to give us, it ain't over yet don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know you keep turning it up, you like you stop dimming your light, you say today is the first day of the rest of my life, you turn it up, you're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light, you might have shrunk a little bit, you might have tempered it down a little bit, but after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people, and they're going to tell you your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, bright." then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. (laughs)
14: Alright, alright, peace to the dogs We're back, we're right here on the bottom line uh, We're going to be right into the, the Last segment here on the show um, And then we're going to go to the call line So we have enough time, all right? Um, now, I want to give you all some more tools here, and and this will carry us into our next segment, right? And as we get into our third wealth building segment, um, I'll start going a little deeper into some of these things that can really help you, right, um, in your journey. As they help me in, they help other people, right? And um, make sure you tune in next week as well, because next week we're going to go into part two. Of last week's show Alright, and I'm going to deal with so- The Foreign Sovereign Amenities Act okay? We're going to really get into the whole Sovereign Amenity thing And um, We dealt last week with Using these using junctions for trust So we're going to go into part two of that and, and we'll deal with the sovereign amenity Aspect of that, okay So that'll be next week's show, so make sure you tune in for that um, And I'm, I'm working On doing a a show just for announcement. We're going to, we're going to have a a, artist segment coming up soon, right? Where we interview different artists and people in the music industry and things of that nature. So I really want to help push that segment. Um, And so if you, if you have a business or if you're an artist of any type, um, or entrepreneur, you want to be featured on the segment, you want to come on and talk about your business, uh, Feel free to hit me up, commerce at gmail.com. Drop your information. We'll get you scheduled to get you into one of the shows. Uh, we're going to probably do that show on uh, either Friday nights or Saturdays. I haven't decided quite yet because um, I, I want to make sure that we don't conflict with the other shows we have here on the station. But uh, make sure you hit me at makemorecommerce at gmail.com if you're an artist or entrepreneur. And you wanna be spotlighted, right? You want people to know what you're doing out there, right? we right? We're gonna we're gonna make sure that we show you some love, get you on, and get you heard. right? Alright, so let's get back into it, right? Now, I wanna give you a few strategies here, and we'll we'll take these strategies and move them into our next segment, all right? Um now Michelangelo, right, painter, he said that if people knew how hard I worked to get my mastery It wouldn't seem so wonderful after all, (laughs) because it's a movie, right? Now, let me give you a couple strategies, right? And these are strategies that, if you can adopt, start building wealth. Okay. So, strategy number one: invest to win. So, if you don't know how to multiply your money, your chances of getting rich are rather slim. The good news is that no one is born without this knowledge, and with little effort, you can acquire it. There are only two kinds of investors, right? The successful ones and those who give up too soon. So rich people invest to win, while most poor people and middle class people invest not to lose, right? So there's a big difference between the two strategies, right? So you got to invest to win. Very important, right? And I, I can't say that enough. Invest to win. That's okay, strategy number two. Be decisive, right? Um, you ever watched the movie uh, with Frank Lucas, right? American Gangster? Right? When this nigga wanted to go do something in the movie, he didn't. He was decisive about it, right? Um, or or go watch the movie Wall Street, right? These people are you know, these are the pictures of decisive people, right? Now most people who don't achieve much in life take too much time making simple decisions. And they change their decisions very quickly Right A a person who's unstable Right In one way is unstable in all ways Remember that Right So once you make a decision go with it Make it work and don't look back at it So You can't wait To have all the information right So Sometimes you gotta make a decision you can't. You, know, you might not have all the info you need before you make a business decision, right? Because if you the two business, if you wait one day, sometimes you may miss the opportunity. Wait for more information. Believe me, I know. Okay, and if you don't com- completely and honestly believe in what you what you're doing, what you're about to do, don't do that shit. Otherwise, you're probably failing. And in most cases, poor results. Or brought by self-doubt. I've made a lot of decisions in my own life where I didn't know if it was the right decision, but I I just did the shit because it, it it felt right at the time. It may not have felt right later, because it may not have worked out. But at the time, it felt right. Right. So sometimes don't second-guess yourself. Go with your first mind. Okay. Strategy number three: take immediate action. When you identify a business opportunity, take advantage of it right away. Don't wait for the moon and the stars and the sun to be aligned. Don't wait for the horoscopes and the spiritual readings and shit to come through. Just do the shit. Okay. Now, um, there was a mentor, right? And he used to say that if you think of money-making, if you think of a money-making idea, implement it right away or else someone else will identify the same opportunity and then take advantage of it while you still procrastinate. Or as, as you like to say in the hood, procrastinating. Okay, so the average professional corporate worker will spend years going to school and then will get an average job with an average-ass income and be an average-ass person. Don't be that person. Being average is a bitch. It ain't going to be you nowhere. Right? Now, they will spend the next 45 years of their life working up the corporate ladder until eventually they have enough money to retire. With a 401k, right, which sucks. And in most cases, they never earn enough money to retire, then they're left to depend on Social Security, which means now the government got to take care of their ass. And that sucks. So the sad part here is um, a good fraction of these people, right, the 45 years that they're, that they're filled with working at their jobs, they don't like their boss, they don't like their job, they can't stand the shit that they do. So they failed to build wealth even with the knowledge of wealth building strategies of the rich, right? They'll have the knowledge of how to build wealth and won't implement that shit. So eventually they feel cheated, and then they look for someone else to blame. So don't let this shit happen to you, okay? And this is really important. I mean, you're talking to somebody who used to work in car wash. I used to work in car wash my niggas. I used to bust cars for a living. Me, me and my nigga L.A., we, we used to be up and down the, the lot, like at the wash, just like you see in the movie, right? We'd be at the wash hanging out, okay? I done been a busboy. I done worked at Target. I done worked at McDonald's. All right? I done done door-to-door gutter sales. Uh, what the fuck else have I done? I was uh, a nurse recruiter one time, all right? I was a teacher. I'm still a teacher now, but. Like, I was employed as a teacher by a school district, all right? I've worked for the Boy Scouts. I mean, you name it, I've done a lot of shit. Most of that stuff was cool. It had a temporary fulfillment. The paycheck was, was all right. But if, if I can really look back on it, I'll tell you that um, the real happiness for me came into when I was able to control my schedule control my time, control my money, right, control who I work with, when I work with them, how I work with them, and what capacity I chose to continue working with the people. Okay? Very important. See, wealth building is a structured process, y'all. Rome wasn't built in a day, and wealth won't be easy. So if you're not where you want to be financially Chances are that there's something that you don't know. Remember that, okay? So if you're looking to build sustainable wealth, here's a few basic rules that can follow. Distinguish between your wants and your needs. Is this something I want or is this something that I need? Once again, is this something I want or is this something I need? If it's something that you want, uh. If you can't like I said, if you can't afford to buy three of them chips at the same time, if you can't afford to do it, you know, without breaking the bank, you don't need it. Okay? Very important. Now, a need is something without which your basic survival is threatened, right? And it includes items like food, uh, your shelter, your clothes. But on the other hand, a one is anything else that catches your fancy. Anything. Okay. Now, um, you know, modern advertisement, you know, you travel on the highway, you get on the on the computer, you get blah 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 advertisements, everywhere you go, is advertising, right? This shit has been distorted. Right? And as a result, most people tend to spend most of their money on the latest phones. Cars, gadgets that come out, right, whatever other toy they can, right, to help fill up the boredom in their life. So to build wealth, you need to be able to make a clear distinction between your wants and your needs thereafter. Learn to satisfy your needs and procrastinate your wants. Okay. So let me give you some more examples, right? Save 10% of every penny you earn. Living from hand to mouth does not get you anywhere in the long run. Or I should say, living from paycheck to paycheck. Okay, I know some niggas right now. I was one of them. So don't don't think I'm exempt from any of these things. So I was once one of these people. I once practiced some of these bad habits. This is why I'm giving them to you, so you can work to break it yourself. Okay, so you can really save if you put your mind to it. So irrespective of how much you earn. The moment you start saving 10% and living on 90%, you will hardly feel the difference, okay? So the fact that your savings are growing will give you more comfortable – comfortability, I should say, in your living situation, okay? Now, 10% of every dollar that you earn, okay? So after you're comfortable with 10% of your savings, take the next step of investment, which is taking 10% of your income and investing it this still leaves you with 80% of your income to spend. Okay? Open a specific bank account for 10% and call it financial freedom account if you need to, right? Or financial trust account, whatever you need to do. Okay? The next step is be patient. Man. Be patient with yourself in this shit, right? Wealth building takes time. So a goal a goal worth setting will take you time to achieve. So it's often said that if your goals don't motivate you to get out of bed, if your goals don't motivate you to get your ass out of bed in the morning, get other goals, and if your dreams for the future don't scare you, then you ain't doing them big enough. Donald Trump said, if you're going to do something, do it big. And that's the realest shit ever. If you're going to do it investment, the best, then my nigga do it big. Okay? Next one is take responsibility for your retirement plan. And most people, right, have realized that uh, expecting the government or their former employer to take care of their financial needs after they retire, that's not the way to go. Don't expect the government to pay for you, okay? You know, Henry Ford said once, he says, uh, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Okay. So now, finally. Finally. we go to the car lines, let me give you some things to to position your mind for for wealth, okay? Step one, you need to dream big. Allow yourself to dream beyond your current circumstance, right? Have big expectations of yourself, right? Have dreams that are actually goals that you can set a time frame for. Do something every day that brings you a little closer to that goal. If you can't uh, complete the goal that day itself, Step two, have a daily affirmation. Uh, Large sums of money come to me quickly and easily, right? That might be your daily affirmation, right? Or it might just be something similar, you know, to, you know, uh, every day I wake up and the universe blesses me with more money than I need, (laughs) Whatever you choose it to be, but you need to have an affirmation, right? See, to adopt a millionaire's mindset, you have to constantly speak your, to your subconscious, and something like this will help eliminate any self-doubt, right? You want to eliminate all self-doubt about any uh, disability that you have about your abilities, So keep saying to yourself that you're rich and successful, irrespective of your current circumstance. If you broke and you ain't got a dollar in your pocket and you're listening to this show, put in your mindset, say it physically, I I am rich, I will be rich. Money's coming to me quickly and easily. Large sums, and be specific, because the universe is specific, so you got to be specific with it. Right? When when, When the earth... And the stars and shit was created, all of that shit was, was was done under specific direction. Let there be light, right? That type of shit. Okay. Number three, you need to develop a tunnel vision. So have a target goal, believe beyond reasonable doubt that you're going to achieve it. And then you need to make sure that you stay focused on your goal and don't let people's opinions discourage people's opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one, and they all stink. Fuck somebody's opinion, bro. I don't care what nobody says, Unless you're a stripper and you're bleaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was a joke. All right. Now, uh, step four. Do not compete. Create. Okay? Stop wasting time wishing that you had others... Um, you know, material things, right? Don't don't ever be envious of what somebody else got, in my nigga. Don't. John will tell you straight up. When I saw these clips, I was like, Yo, this is beautiful, but I need one bigger. <laughs> He'll tell you I said that too, straight up. So, just look around and realize that apart from what the creator created, right? Everything you see started with an idea in somebody else's mind. The building you live in, the clothes you got on. TV, you watching the phone, you listening to me on right now. That was somebody else's creation. So, that should tell you that if you use your mind, you be innovative, and you think outside the box. Your own ideas can make you rich, okay? Okay, and finally, do not allow failure to be an option, okay? Make sure that this is one of your daily affirmations. Once you have this implanted in your brain, you'll find that you can simply change your strategy and start again when things don't work out as planned. Adopting a millionaire's mindset requires a conscious, deliberate effort. Conscious job. Okay. All right. Now with that said, we're gonna continue this conversation next week with the wealth aspect of it. We're going to go to the call lines and see what's going on. We'll take a real quick break and we'll come back and hit these call lines up. Um, call lines are wide open. 347-989-0194 if you're in the chat. You want to Call in and holler at me. This is the time to do it. Call in. Get yourself in the chat, in the queue and uh, we'll answer some questions. See what's going on out there. All right? We'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the God's. You know, we never sold drugs because it was the in thing to do. We simply were broke with no job options offering comparable
15: pay. Hey,
13: what's up? This is KD, man. Still on my exclusive shit, man. Reporting live from the feds, man. I'm fucking with my nigga KC Young Boss. It's time for that re-up, my nigga. What's happening? Hey, this Black Walk, the KC legend. Reporting live from the feds. Rocking with my bro, Both. KC yeah. Young Boss. Yeah. I used to
3: post in the 30s, nigga, with a rocket at the crack spot. Dope so far, had fiends trying to buy some with an Xbox. Yeah, I took it, nigga, why not? Then I took it to the pawn shop. Left the pawn shop, hit moms, then it's back to selling dollars Pussy nigga still hate, huh? I guess some things will never change. 40 cal on my lap, nigga, ooze under the seat like loose change If she with me, she fucking, nigga. Pussy nigga, that's common sense. On my meat like a condiment. Trees on me like an ornament. Catch me flying down prospect. We stepped on it. Why call it cost less Niggas test bullets touch flesh If you hold your people down God bless yeah. Kansas City I'm plastic. You can smell it through the plastic classed. In the street She don't fold a bit In the bedroom She lasted uh-huh. Raw teams Coming quarterly. lead uh-huh. I was 19 Front quarter piece Money uh-huh. on my mind Can't afford to sleep So I'm hopping out And niggas door the sheets Said he calling me the man nigga. Zip lock like I got my hand in it Trombones flutes, drums Bitches throwing batons We just want the bands nigga. White teeth Smelling like a zone No blunts Just raw cones I'm a Gemini So I'm J Mixed with Gandhi and Al Capone. Yeah. Niggas asking when the album dropping. Like the last motherfucking gun. Like the last piece of bubble gum. I'm the only motherfucker popping. Young nigga used to push hard. Now the car is a push store. Family is who I push for. I'm the one bitches look for. Used to sell it by the quarter sack. Throw me a bill, you get a quarterback. Bean trying to sell his Pontiac. Yo bitch asking with a party at. I used to post in the 30s, nigga. With a rocket at the crack spot. Dope, so far half been trying to buy some with an Xbox. Yeah, I took. Nigga, why not? Then I took it to the pawn shop. I left the pawn shop, hit him off. Then it's back to selling Hagen
14: dazs Niggas know what time it is, nigga. time to re-up. You hear me, baby? KC Young motherfucking boss, nigga. All right, we thought we'd score the call lines. 443-253 on the line. What up? 443-253. In the back all right, let's keep it keep moving. 267-880, you on the line. It's going down. Uh, 267-880. 267-880, you on the line. Hey, look, man, don't put your hands up, man, if y'all ain't going to say shit, alright four two eight zero. 314-280. 314-280. Peace to God. There we go. What's up? Peace, Peace of God. God. How you doing?
13: All right, my brother. Good show. Good show. It's very important to get that mindset right. You know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good tools, brother. It's important.
14: You know, it's, it's very important, brother. Yeah, that's, so the, I was, I that's just, the first part of what's huh? good. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the first part of yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, it,
13: it's
14: yeah.
13: definitely it's
3: definitely
14: it right
0: needed, you know. It's definitely yes,
14: needed. All right, my brother, I'm going to say yes, peace. Thank you, God. Peace to God. All right, let's go to, uh, I'm going to go back to these other ones. 267 880, you're on the line. 267 880. just going back in the back. Four four three, two five three. You
13: there? Hey Joey, what's up?
14: There we go. What's up, brother? How you doing?
16: Everything's lovely. This is her, over here in Maryland. I'm sitting next to her. you heard doing, you bro? The First time, with Dick. I'm good.
14: I'm good. I
16: don't have much to yeah, say tonight. Yeah. I'm just
14: blessed to be here. No doubt. You know, I tried to reach out to you, man. Give me a call this week, okay? Because I tried to reach out to you recently. All right. I sure will. I sure will. And in the meantime,
16: you get blessed and keep giving the information you're giving,
14: man. Oh, absolutely, bro. You do the same. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Later. All right. Peace, bro. All right. Let's go to uh, 240619 on the line. Two four zero six one nine. Okay, y'all paying attention like in the What the hell? Two four zero six one nine. How many killing me tonight? 282 What up? Peace, peace. What's going on, George? What's up, bro? Peace of God. How you doing, bro? Mm Everything good, man. Everything good,
11: man. Good show, man.
14: And I
8: like
11: that quote,
14: man. Uh huh. So congratulations Sweet on getting that number.
11: Oh yeah, man, man! I've been trying to get that for a long damn
14: time, man. That's, that's ridiculous, man. man they everything something. from your I underwear side you. to your shoe size. Huh? I know. I, hold on, I, I got some. I got something for you. Hold on, here we go. I got something for you. Here we go.
10: There you go. Yeah, right on, oh, right God. on. It took you like, <laughs> get that damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that took a long
11: time, right. man. It kept turning me down, man. Every time I got on, but you know what, man? I, I hate to even say this, but we already know. Every time I called in, I got somebody to sound black, and they they the one that kept denying. And this is the first I time I got somebody white, and I got approved. It, it
13: was no problem.
14: I've right? been trying you to get a what? nine eight number for over you. six months. For, for a long time. Well, like, you know how the lady I called in, she says, Oh, well, if it's L Bay, we're doing investigations on all L Bay trust. <laughs> I said, What? I said, You can't just investigate somebody's trust because of of the name of it. I said, That's discrimination. <laughs> so, congratulations Oh man, they kept turning me down left and right.
16: I mean,
11: they asked yeah. you a lot of questions that they, you know, I don't remember nobody saying they ever asked. And they asked more this time than they asked the other time. So, I mean, before I the, the, the shut down. Oh, oh,
14: yeah. Oh, I don't so know. They, you. Because, you know, they got to tighten shit up, man. They, they know what's going on. Everything we're doing is is is, is, is uh, changing their system, you know. And it, it, it's a problem for them. It's is secret it real. Yeah.
11: Well, I I'm, I'm, I was only saying you're holding me back. Now I'm trying to figure out how to work this damn Photoshop. I'm going to get up with, oh, it with that real. one, man, because I, I can't... <laughs> you know, I, I know my you way will, around the computer a little bit, but damn, <laughs> I all this Photoshop they're doing the way Jonah did, man, that's, that's kind of crazy. These layers
14: and shit. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, I know, I know. You know, the, 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 a big thing about, um, especially when you're dealing with shit like Photoshop and shit like that, is a lot of that stuff is... It's just time consuming. You got to sit there and figure out how to use that shit.
11: Right. I've already watched about seven hours worth of uh, YouTube videos on how to work it. But you know, I ain't got no. Mm-hmm. When I come across something I don't, you know, don't understand, I ain't got nobody to ask. That's the whole thing. Well, you
14: know? so if anybody I, out there that's good on a Photoshop, 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 hit me up. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hit if me up. Gonna drop the your email. Go you drop the yeah. email. To somebody knows, man
11: privateghostman at gmail.com hit me up let me know how to get through this so I can go ahead and get this stuff done because I got to get this uh, UCC done and sent on off I was hoping to do that Monday but uh, don't look like that's going to happen because I'm having problems with this photoshop
14: yeah I got I, the I uh, two rocking on that's what I might be able to refer to as well
11: okay that's that. that's it
0: you
11: know I pay them for the time you know don't matter, you know. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, we're gonna do something for its so you know. Well, as they so, said, what man
14: is worthy of his hire?
11: Yeah, hey, right, but uh, I'll let you know when I'm ready for you, though, for that uh, that consultation.
16: Uh, okay, good. You know, I, I
11: got bro. most of that done already. I got most of that done already, really? though. But if, if they don't let me uh, file my uh, my uh, shit. Oh, damn, I can't think like it now. When I get everything done, if they don't let me file it in St. Louis, I'm going to have to come out there. Okay. Ain't enough for hours, though. No doubt. No doubt. You shouldn't have no problem
14: filing it in St. Louis. All right, should be a piece of cake for
11: you. I shouldn't, since you already filed it over there. They should already be, you know, already be cool with that.
14: Yeah, you need to go but to the... But good show, man. Yeah, Keep it up, man, bank. and I'll rap with you. So. Okay, girl, we talk soon. Say what? Go to the garage. Okay, that's it. That. Right, I said go to Pro bank. And we'll talk soon. Okay, bet that. Okay, peace, God. All right, now, let's go to 215-617. What up, you on the
10: line? 215-617. got to look at you number. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick
14: around now. 215 all right, we're moving on. Uh-oh, some somebody getting it. 225,
0: what up? To the God. What up, peace to peace the God?
14: Peace to the God, you can hear me? Yeah. Happy, happy, happy born day to you, too, bro. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. I'm humble. Humble and blessed. For lack of better words, thank you. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm doing wonderful, <laughs> magnificent myself, man. Good.
8: It's
14: good to hear. Yeah. It's oh, good yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. So what's good? But yeah, man, um uh, I like the subject, man, and I like how you put it out there, uh crassinate on your wants and focus on your needs. Yeah. Your needs yes. and go you know, go exactly. right
13: at it, you know what I'm saying?
14: Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. You know, this shit goes hand in hand, 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 man. And, yeah, a lot of times no. we procrastinate on the shit that we shouldn't be. Um, a lot of times, you know, no. been using our minds the whole time, not really knowing what, what we was doing, doing a lot of negative things growing up, using the mind, though, you know what I'm saying?
13: Like yeah, you say, focusing sure
14: on, like on, on, on something positive. In your business. Yeah, put your put your focus on something positive, man, and and the positive comes right. come back. You know, you're 100 percent right. right, man. You know, so yeah, you know. man, it's 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 all a lesson, you know. When, when we really get to thinking about it, you know, if you want to build, you know, wealth as they call it, man, you gotta you know, get your mind right, bro. What do people think right. differently than poor people? Right. Yeah, you're right, you know. man. Uh. Yeah, you right to write, write, write your ideas down. You know, like you said, if you a manifest a hell of a lot quicker. Yes, it will. Yeah, man. Yes, it will. hmm You know, I, I try yeah, to write... Man. Every time there's something I want to do, I try to write this shit down, man. Right. Right. Said a couple of things. You no. Know, um, Put it Them right in front of I'm about to work myself. Right, right. Good, yeah. I you. know you, she got a lot going on down there, but you made a lot of yeah, problems yourself, to. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just have to write up the petition and go back on the in the probate with the with the trust. Got to record. Yeah, I'll be getting up this week too on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You then they got that done, don't you? Yeah, man. The whole trust, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there like swimwear, you know. Yeah, we done it in Louisiana if anybody else wondering. So you know, he's brother walking on yeah. his truck down there, so Right. Right. hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it done and 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 keep it moving. Like you said earlier too uh, I've
1: been riding around Trying to find uh,
14: Like a fourplex Or eight eightplex You know I'm investing in something like that There's a lot of property yeah. out here a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of real estate out here um, mm-hmm. You know And it's just a matter of Identifying the right piece of real estate For yourself Apartment buildings and fourplexes Are uh, great right. Especially their low maintenance on the work I, I got, um, I have some family, some some cousins of mine. He, uh, that that type of work he do, carpentry work. So, you would get him to knock off oh, some stuff I need. Something, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, he, yeah he's that, pretty that good at this. Helps, man. huh yeah, that yeah, always helps. Uh, you know, uh, my partner Sue, he he got a bunch of cribs, and every time he. Works on one of his cribs. He just hires one of them old cats in the hood, come and work on the crib for right. right, right, right. You know, so I mean, it all that 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 type of shit helps because you may not have yeah, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to put into the property, but you might have ten. You might be able to get the same shit done for ten. Yeah, you're absolutely right, right? Yeah, so. That's what's up, man. Keep keep moving towards mm-hmm. that direction, bro. And you know, however we can help, we definitely here for that. Right, right, right. Um. Oh yeah. When you when I talk to you in the private too, I, I need to ask you about somebody else. So I need to ask you about. something. Washington, okay. Uh, so I need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm no uh, gonna. Fall, but
10: I ain't gonna call bang to hold the line. Up. Oh yeah, yeah, I okay, will.
14: Uh, let you, um, okay. Another call to get in, man, and enjoy the rest of your day, bro. Hey, bro. Okay. You're the God. Thank you. Peace, God. All right, bro. Peace, God. Peace. All right, let's go to uh,
15: 248-812. Peace, Joey.
14: Well, peace to you.
15: Peace. Happy birthday or born day. Thank you. Peace. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. I know my voice be a little familiar. I normally call in on Doctor um, Office, um, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know you thought you sounded familiar. How
14: you doing, sister? I'm
15: good. I'm good. And also, um, I, I had a consultation with you as well. Oh, did, um,
14: you, did we have, did we do your consultation already? Uh
15: huh. Yep, we did it.
14: Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I want to make sure I missed you in the shuffle. <laughs>
15: yes, yes, So, what's yes. going on? So, uh, I wanted to call in because I applied for um, my 9-8 number, it was maybe like March, April, and um, okay. I mailed it in. I wasn't successful with taxing it, in, so I mailed it in, okay. and I hadn't received anything as of yet. And so, I was trying to see maybe, do you think I should try and call in to get it, or...
14: Mhm. Yep. I think you should call them. I think you should call them. Okay. It's quicker. You get it the same day. You just gotta, you know, I, I, there's a clip I play here on the show, and it's called the 12th Task of Azeroth, Right. And uh, one one of the tasks was to go into the place that makes you crazy, and and complete a simple administrative formality. Right. Which is to get a permit number. <laughs> right. And so okay. this is kinda of like the twelfth task as a rob and if if you ever are interested in in, in watching it, go on YouTube and type that in. But <clears throat> uh okay. I, the reason why I bring that up is because that's what you need to do. You you, you need to go into the place that makes you mad, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. call these people up and say, Hey, I need that number and the guy has to answer a bunch of damn questions and they're gonna take you through the ringer and then they're gonna give you the number. Okay.
15: So what I'll do is um, I'll text you so you can text me exactly what it is that I need to um, look into YouTube, have the exact spelling. Because I think you said address, so if I could just have the exact spelling. And
14: also. Yeah, text, um, me, text me, It's, it's, it's just I'll, a little cartoon somebody did. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's so real to life, you know, art ever takes life. But, you know, when it comes to getting your 9-8, yes, you do need to call them. I would I would call them. If you don't know what to say, set up a consult with me and I'll go over um I'll go over the, the form with you. So this way you know, okay. you know, how to maneuver that.
15: Okay. okay. Thank you so much.
14: Okay. okay, no, no problem. No problem. Right. Good to hear your voice. Bye bye. Thank you. All right, let's go to eight one three, four two one on the line.
13: Peace to God, Joey. How you
14: doing, man? What's up, bro? Peace to the Gods.
13: No, I'm chillin', chillin'.
14: Hey, I wanna know I got a
13: question about the uh the non ucc Uh okay, what's do we still put uh the um the constitution into the paperwork when we do the non UCC?
14: So when you say do you still are you talking about the whole constitution or parts of it?
13: Just the like the decoration.
14: Well, the thing about the nine UCC is, is yeah, normally the constitution is not put fully into the nine UCC, um, especially if you do it the, the towards the new way that we did it. A lot of things have changed. Now I don't see a problem with doing that if you choose to. I'd I'd rather put put it in there and be safe because it's contract law. So, you can always put it in there to help protect what you're doing. Right. That's, that's the best answer I can give you when it comes to that. Okay. So, you know, the 9 has, has changed, and, and I always tell people that, um, you know, uh, Jonah kind of left it a little bit open for y'all, right? To where, um, you know, some things have been taken out and some new things were added, but you can always add things to that 9 UCC if you find it to be substantial. But you can't lean up the Constitution. Right. Okay, because I was on I was on the webinar part two and um, part three of the
13: trust, and I heard what he said. And I ain't gonna say too much, but you know, I, was, I wonder about that right there. Yeah, you don't put the so,
14: Constitution in your trust either.
13: Right, that's why I, I was I was kind of scouting like, do it going to non-UCC still? No, because I remember okay. Okay, okay. Because I remember when we were doing the old, old declaration, and it's changed up now.
14: Right, right. Well, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even with the, the declaration, um, you know, it, it really depends on what your affirmation is in the declaration, that it depends on what the, that you're going to use it. I can tell you for the trust, you de- for your express trust, you definitely don't want to be using the Constitution because the trust creates its own Constitution.
13: Right. So we will we'll be using treaties instead, right? Yep. Yep,
14: you can okay. use the treaties. Just make sure you're using treaties correctly. I'm going to go over that next week a little bit more when we go into the the foreign Immunities Act and things like that. But yeah, that that um that that trust creates its own law, right? And then and it obviously it's consistent with law that's in agreement with trust code. Right with your treaties and hey convention and shit like that. Okay.
13: I need to get the uh
14: the templates.
13: Do um, what do I need to do to get the get the discount for the templates for the webinar. Uh
14: you you was on the you was on what part two, part three? Yeah, yeah. Okay, if if you want that discount specifically you still need to hit up Jonah. Cause I didn't I didn't particularly um, moderate those, um, so I, I think part oh, okay. so part two you can holler at me. Part so part three you have to holler at him. Part two you can holler at me. Cause part okay, part three okay, I, I, got I didn't it. control any, any of that in the background. So. All right, I'll shoot you um email sorry. Okay, yeah, shoot, shoot me an email. I'll, I'll lay it out for you this way. It's a little bit more specific for you, so you know who to holler at to get what. Alright. Appreciate you, bro. Peace to the God. Okay, God. Alright. Peace to the God. Peace. Dude, let's go to 316-308 You're on the line. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. It's going down. What's good, brother? Joy, bounce, Ah uh, uh, man, Why not? <laughs> why not, right? Chilling, bro. Yeah, why not? I'm chilling. What's good? Man, I see it's your born day, God. That's a dope thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Bro, I appreciate it it. You. Hey
8: man, man listen, man, bro, man. you know, I uh
14: you no, know, I'm chilling, bro. I had shit else to do I figured I no, why not get in the way I could have went to sleep. <laughs>
10: yeah, hey, so you so couldn't have anything.
14: been mad at you shit. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, it's all good. I you know, I, I don't mind working bro on my birthday. It's all good, it's no problem for me. So you know, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I I enjoy work. Right? So you know, yeah, exactly. Indeed, you know, it, it ain't indeed. never worked well you yeah. to doing what you're doing. Well, I had I had two things, God, uh, just to make myself quick. You know what I'm saying? Just in case we got more people okay. on the line But my first because, real thing was is that as as far as like the trust, right? Because uh, I know you did uh-huh. the whole COVID, uh angle, right? So are we just taking everything that we're putting on record and just? Do- putting that over into the probate as far as you know what I'm saying, that way? Wait, say, say it again because you you kind of talking about in the background. Oh, no, I'm sorry, God. I was saying as far as like in the probate aspect of it, are we just taking all necessary paperwork and taking it to the probate and then filing that open case that way? No, well, so what you? it depends on what state you're in. Every state is different.
10: But mm-hmm. if you,
14: if you're, if you're in the state of Missouri, then yeah, it's done in probate. Okay, um, and, I got and you. A, a lot of that, you know, a, a lot of that is, you know, you have to you have to follow the procedure the way the code is set up. But once mm-hmm. you, once the trust is filed, you can put whatever you want into the trust. That's your business, right? Whatever. Right. You, everyone puts nine UCC in the trust. You can do that too. You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just I was just trying to see because because I know you were saying with that open court case through probate. That's substantial. So I was trying to see if, you know what I'm saying, if that's a, a good thing to have just,
13: you know, with the trust in general anyway, it's just to be able to have that open court case so if someone tries
14: to, you know, sue the trust then they mm-hmm. have to go through that, you know, court case that you already have set up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, because the thing is, is that the way probate is set up, that's an equity jurisdiction. So everything mm-hmm. is equity there. So whatever you put on the record into that case, it's going to get adjudicated if you ever have to uh, show up to court, you or your trustees, to deal with that matter. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then my other thing was is that uh, I appreciate you dropping the new show that you
13: wanted to do, so I wanted to see what it would take for somebody like myself. I want to see about possibly sponsoring that show because – I have my own uh, radio station
14: That I do myself And I want to, you know what I'm saying Start oh, collabing well. on and doing some things So I wanted to see, you know okay. if, if I just need to hit you up in the private You know what I'm saying But see how we could do yeah. some sponsorships and things You know what I'm saying With that yeah, no as well so. Okay, so what you do Yeah, no doubt that, That's what's up um, Get me in the private uh, You can either shoot me a text uh, Schedule time we can call Talk to each other Or you can shoot me an email Um and then we could just kind of go over some details on that. Oh, for but, sure, God, I got, Yeah, that's, I got I got a couple artists coming up that, we, that we're gonna put on, um, interview them, and then you know, like I said, anybody with entrepreneurs, things like that of that nature. We're gonna bring them all mm-hmm. in. Yeah, because cause what I'm what I'm thinking is is is, is we can help uh, help them out even more because my platform is more on the, like an international level. You know what I'm saying with the listeners, so. You know, that might
13: also help generate, you know, some attention to some of those artists and some of those different ones
14: that might have a product as well. You know what I'm saying? After they do the interview, okay. you see what I'm saying on your show. So Okay, no doubt. No doubt. Well, um tell you what, hit, hit me in the private and then what we can do is, is you can um send me some link to your platform so I can get a better understanding of how your platform works and how we can mm-hmm. elaborate that and um you know, let's work. That's what that's about. Indeed. Indeed, God. Well I appreciate you, God. I just wanted to let you know that and get that off your brain, see That's what you right. thought about it. But I yield the floor, God yeah, peace. Absolute. Okay, peace, God. All right, so yeah, just like that, brother man, if you got something you wanna contribute, um, entrepreneur, your business owner, your artist, you wanna be spotlighted, we're gonna bring you on to an interview with you. Not on this show, it'll be on another show that we have on this station, okay? Um, and we'll be doing that real soon. All right. Let's go to 216-415. What up? 216-415. There
0: you go. Thank you, on, God.
14: brother. Good, bro. How yeah, you
0: doing?
16: Uh, great Great show. Like, always great show, man. You've been hitting the park lately, bro. Um,
14: Thank you, bro. I but, appreciate um, that. that. Yeah. Time, I'm back. Well, yeah, just, yeah, just, man, man, they on your line heavy. What's up with your phone?
16: Yeah, I had it on the speaker phone. Okay, that is yeah. that's better. Oh, okay. Yeah, um yeah, touching on that uh, you were, you had spoken <coughs> on like non profits earlier. And uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, just to touch on that and stuff, uh, you said that's not a bad thing to do, but I I take it like this. Is it, well, I want to ask you this. Is it, uh, 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 is it a bad thing to do a 501c3? It's still part the wouldn't.
14: I would, well, well, no, no, it's not. If you want to do, I personally don't like 501c3 because they're controlled by the government, right? And the aspect of when you want to get grants and loans and shit. So, It's best to to start to another 501 that's not a C3, put it under your Mm -hmm. trust. And if you just have to have a 501 C3, it's perfectly okay to do that. But it needs to be owned by the trust, okay? And you need to make sure you do 8832 and all of that to make sure that it's given over. This way, any business you're doing, it's like trust-to-trust business. Because remember, the government is a trust. Right. Right. Okay. So. So, so is, yeah is, yep.
16: okay, you just said just five oh one I, I haven't done any study on that one
14: studying on that one, but uh, a lot of, 50, a lot of 501 b's you got five oh one a's five oh one b's you got five o five oh c one threes yeah, you got you, got, you mm-hmm. got a lot of different five o five oh one uh institutes that are considered to be event. okay, okay, well, yeah, I guess I got
16: some uh, studies on that and everything. And jump on that. Uh, yeah, um yeah, then to the add to um on that uh when you guys start interviewing the, uh entrepreneurs and everything, I wanna
14: jump in on that
16: too. because uh, I got to okay, a, couple give me a with businesses sit, shoot myself. me an
14: email. Good, good. Okay. I, I'll be happy to bring you on. Shoot me an email. Send to Make More Commerce mm-hmm. at Gmail dot com and what I'll do is um I'll get you in the schedule. This way, uh, you know, once we we're, we're going to probably start those shows. Uh, well, we will start the shows for sure by the second week in July. So, I'd like to make sure that we okay. keep you on early, we're requesting early. Okay,
16: okay, yeah, yeah, I'm all for that but, stuff. Uh, yeah, I've been promoting myself pretty, pretty uh, hard lately and stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, this kid yeah. from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. I I heard I heard your voice in a long time, man. Good to hear from you, too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, likewise. But, you know, I just be listening and enjoy. You know, uh, man, you've been man sharing some a uh, whole lot of uh, great information with the fam lately. Um oh, no Everything's good on this end, and uh, and uh, those affirmations that 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 was a, that's yeah, a big buddy, up too. You know. It works. They work, yeah. Mm-hmm. They definitely
13: work, yeah. No doubt about
16: yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I've wanted, man. I'm, I'm to tell you, man. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a testimony myself, man. When I used to have to doggone uh, jump on the mega bus to catch you up in New York I and
14: doggone I down I remember. No, I remember. and all that, man. In, in
16: yeah. the wintertime. that's, that's why now, I was on this I
0: remember,
14: yeah.
16: Yeah, yeah. Life, All is, life is, yeah, changed, yeah. bro. Man, Absolutely, you I remember yep, when you got bro. the credit card. Yup, credit cards, man. Now, you know, house built from the ground. Man, doing some things, bro. You know, my and nigga. And I have to That's give that, bro. Yeah, I, I love to hear that type I, of shit, I, bro. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I have to give y'all, man, big ups, man. You know, y'all like, you know. I'm glad. I'm really glad changed my life, life bro. For real. Yeah, my family, bro. You know, family, wife, everybody doing good. You know, and uh,
0: shit, you know, but, man. Yo 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 tips
14: now shit every day show, day man. Time. That's that's beautiful. Man, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, everything. You know? yeah, every, but but yeah. I, I I I love it when people take this info and use it for their highest good. You know, and that's exactly what you do, bro.
16: But you know what, Joey? Man, with you between you and Jonah, and I want to say this: and uh, everything you you actually go over a lot of information during your shows.
14: So yeah, if great.
16: one takes the time out and stuff to go back and listen and study that material, man, you walk. I mean, that's the red carpet right there. So.
14: You ain't lying, bro. Man, like lying. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yo, I agree with you. I go back and listen to my own show sometimes. So you know, because like I did, like, damn, I said that. <laughs> so, so you're right. 100 right, bro. I, and, and you a walking testimony here, but I didn't ask this man to come on the show tonight, y'all. So I appreciate it, yeah. man. i that man. Look, I, I knew this man when he was riding the bus. He's been built in my house now. Yeah, yeah, I,
16: I, absolutely, and. and... Uh, and uh, one thing too that I don't hear you talk about anymore too and stuff is that
0: machine you
14: had to do the health reading. And that was like one of
13: the things. Uh, you things
0: know, we, we
14: still we yeah. I still got that machine. It's just that we haven't done any seminars. So I haven't oh, I yeah, haven't had the right. need to pull it out and use it. But the machine is powerful, man, and it still works and we still we still use it personally. Uh, my mm-hmm. boy Sue holds on to the machine, you know. Cause I, you know, I don't have no no need for it right now. But yeah, we still got it.
16: Right, right. Because without without health, there's no wealth. So, you know that's uh, right.
14: And,
16: that's right. Uh, you know them 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 T's and the whole nine, man. Shoot, man,
14: it it will uh, get you right it's though, powerful, but, bro. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, That's it. I appreciate your testimony, bro. So
16: both. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm in getting into your stuff. I definitely wanna. Uh, I'm st- I ain't going nowhere. I'm still here, and uh, I'll let you know and stuff, man. When, yeah, whenever you uh get that um, entrepreneur uh,
0: yeah.
14: uh going on and, and stuff, i definitely. send me an email with with, your, with okay. your name, your number, business information. Um, and then okay. what I'll do is I'll I'll give you a call this week and we'll schedule you in, okay. Okay.
16: That's
14: that's that's what's up. Okay, K. Good to hear from you, bro Okay, all right. Okay, peace my brother. All right, peace, God. All right, y'all, I'm gonna say, uh, salamu alaykum. Peace to the gods and uh God speed to y'all. Um, I got to get up off the radio. I appreciate y'all. If you had your hand up and you're in, I hold on, I'll go on. one more. Two one five six one seven. You there? Nope. Well, I gave you a chance. <laughs> Alright, so go to make more dot com, listen to the consultation with me. Tell somebody about the shows, man. Go back and listen to our archives on our podcast and block talk radio. Alright, and uh I appreciate y'all man. We'll be back next week. We're gonna dive back into these laws. And we'll hit part three of this particular series In two weeks Alright, we out Take care with a little Luther We out, peace and God
10: If this world were mine I would make you a key. With wealth untold You could have anything
3: And think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L.